0: fight. We don't have to kill. Everybody in the whole wide world really just needs to chill. No, we don't have to bust. No, no, no. We don't have to Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode 26. The light is on. The plexiglass is up. Uh, this is a really cool episode, but before we get to the guest, I just want to say that if you are listening to this and you want to see the visual version, come check it out on YouTube and vice versa. If you're looking at me right now, but you want to take me on your jog or something, hit us up on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and all that. Thank you very much. Uh, please subscribe while you're there. That would be amazing. I really do appreciate it. And if you want to contact the show, it is just at gmail.com. Uh, Now, to the guest, the man of the hour, who I, first of all, have to say thanks because he's filling in. Uh, He was supposed to come on a couple months from now, and we had somebody who had to reschedule. uh, So I said, fuck it. We're still going to do a podcast. And I knew I could count on you. Uh, Tim Riel, everybody. Hey, it's me.
1: It's Tim Riel.
0: um, (laughs) It's funny.
1: It's because it's it's still one of those things where it's like, hey, it's Tim Riel. And it's like there are like a handful of people who give a shit about that. And that's still weird. That's how I feel about my
0: show. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I think Ottawa Comics will be happy to see us chatting, and nerds will enjoy this episode, oh, I guarantee. Yeah. I should actually probably say, if, well, I probably shouldn't say it, but if you're not a geek, you may not understand a lot of the references we're going to get into here, because <laughs> Tim not only likes comics like me, but also a big board gamer. A so
1: huge board gamer. We're
0: going to get into all that nerdy shit, so if you're not a fan, then check out another episode. Um, <laughs> I'm going to describe you mainly as a comedian.
1: That's also as a I friend am. yeah oh 100 fellow
0: geek that. we already said um i do want to say thanks again for for filling in but also um i'm going to give a shout out to brandon who was supposed to be on and we'll have him on in in a few weeks but brandon is uh he does a lot of tours with uh people like spenny And, uh, now at the point that you're watching this, the Spenny episode will have gone up the week earlier. So you guys will have seen the crazy dab video, uh, Spenny taking like a two point, unwittingly taking a 2.5 gram dab and just being destroyed by it, which, uh, so thank you, Brandon, for getting me that hilarious video. And, uh, also shout out to Danny Menlo. I meant to give him some props last time because he got me in touch with Spenny in the first place. So thank you, Danny. Uh, now let's get back to Tim. Yay. So I want to start with the kind of boring mm. chronological stuff. Of sort of where you started. You're from the Prairies, right? Originally? No, I'm no? A,
1: I'm born in Montreal. Uh, oh, there just you. outside of Montreal. But and,
0: you spent uh, some time, right, in uh, Calgary and? Uh,
1: well, yeah. Okay. I guess I guess Alberta is the Prairies. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I think of it more of the mountains. The mou- but yeah, yeah, it's kind of on the cusp. You know. um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in Alberta. My my uh, my. The years that made me a person, you know, because people are like, "Oh, where'd you grow up?" It's like, "Well, what do you mean, grew up? Where did I play in the sand? Uh, Germany. Yeah. Where, yeah. where did really? I? Where did I become <laughs> a human being? Alberta. I became a human being in Alberta. That's my teenage well, I re- years. I read that you were a military
0: years. brat. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. yeah.
1: My dad. Uh, my dad's in the military, so we moved around a lot. A hmm. lot.
0: Yeah. What's that like? I've always kind of wondered what that'd be like.
1: It's, uh, 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 well, I mean, I, it's the only life I know, so uh, I don't know how it's different from other people. I can tell you the things I'm jealous of, of, uh, people who don't have that life. Uh, I make friends easily, uh, in, in I'm good at first impressions, uh, cause you have to be, but I'm not good at maintaining long term relationships. I'm not good at, uh, uh, and that's one of the things that I'm jealous of. Like, I've got a lot of friends in my life. I'm very lucky uh, to have a lot of amazing people in my life. But uh, they have th- those two or three friends that are like, oh, yeah, we met in grade two. And, yeah, yeah. Like, lifelong. And I'm it's jealous of one of those that people too. that are like, yeah, this person knows me back to front and knew me when I was a sh- just some snot nosed
0: kid. At least you have the moving excuse. I don't think I have any old school friends like that. And I, I lived here my whole life. What's wrong with me?
1: <laughs> There's got to be some people in your life that you're like, yeah, yeah.
0: Oldest friend. I met in grade four when I was about 10. See, that's what and I'm saying. And he's like the only one I can say that about.
1: Yeah, I'm 38 years old now, and I think my oldest friend uh, that I still count as a friend might be uh, Evan Abrams. Uh, he's the guy who hosts uh, my show on Thursdays. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that And I sure. met him like 16 years ago. It's long like, enough. I was an adult human being. I was married at the time. Yeah, that's true, uh, that's, eh? So my oldest friend uh, is, yeah, is somebody I met when I was married. Now, I have friends that I've known longer uh, that I still count as friends, but they're, like, people in Alberta. Uh, one of my best friends in the world is a guy named Matt Bagnall, another guy, Dan Van Leeuwen. But they're people that I don't see and I don't talk to that much. Uh, I'll get a text from Matt every once in a while, and I'll feel super shitty because uh, it's always, like, he's like, oh, we should, like, Chat on, Face, uh, on on FaceTime and stuff. And he, it's always in like my next two weeks are so packed that it's like, absolutely. And then I never get back to him because I just I'm so fucking busy.
0: Yeah, I, I can relate. I think it's harder when it's long distance uh, relationships. too. It's, way, it's harder. way easier to make excuses and just be like, eh, I'll get to that later. Yeah, you know? it's
1: like, well, I mean, you're not going to get mad at me when you see me at the show because I didn't talk to you. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the di- I think the difference is, is is just that I don't have any real solid people in my life that have been there my whole life. So the people who know me best uh, only know the adult version of me, and the people who knew me as a kid don't know me now.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I was always sort of thinking about when I would think of military families and people who move around, is just having to get attached to people and then sort of cast them aside to move to a new A lot
1: of goodbyes. Uh, My first two long-term relationships uh, ended simply because I moved that sucks. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's a rough one. And, like, did you not see your dad a lot? Was he always... Uh, no, my dad was around most of the time, but he did go uh, on a couple of uh, uh, tours uh, to Sarajevo and stuff like that. So uh, there were long periods of time where he'd be gone. But uh, he always made he made an effort when he was there to, to make sure he was an important part of our lives.
0: And you never uh, thought about getting into the military yourself?
1: Uh, it was never a lifestyle that I was uh, into. Uh, of course, you think about it, because uh, my dad... Uh, my dad was one of those people He's giving you that, brochures and shit. Like. No, no, no. My dad was never a proponent. He, like he, he wasn't like, you should go into the military That's uh, cool. in All his situation. It was fantastic because he was living in like Northern Quebec and he didn't like the situation he was in. And I think, I think he may have started the military early, like a year early, like uh, lied about his age and then joined the military, Damn. uh, just to get out. <clears throat> and, uh, that actually, most of my most of my life is because of that. Uh, I'm English simply because my dad joined the military. Mm. We're uh, we're the first generation in both sides of my family that are like pure that speak English all Primarily, the time. Yeah. Like my uncles and my mom uh, on my mom's side learned English because they were also in a military family, but it was always a francophone household. Uh, and well, yeah, Riel, yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the Riel's. Yeah, and um, yeah, my dad he learned. Uh, as soon as he joined the military, he had to learn English. And so he was taking these classes where they would, like, study Cat Stevens songs to learn English. Cool. It was, yeah, it was crazy stories. But that's when he learned, as getting outside of his community, that he's like, when I have kids, they're going to English school because I've been around the world now. And if you speak French, there are very specific places you can be successful. But if you speak English, you can be successful globally. Yeah, yeah. that's so, uh, the only language that That's why of. we started speaking English at, at our place. But, yeah, it was a, it was a really weird uh, – I, I mean, it's, again, it's the only life I know, but I, I assume to other people, it's really weird to just pick up and go every four years and, yeah. and not just like a little bit, like people are like, yeah, yeah, I moved every four years. Cause my dad had a job, but it's like, yeah, you went from Canada to Orleans, calm down. It's yeah, like, exactly. I went from Germany to Ontario to Alberta. And yeah, so.
0: that's gotta be rough. I mean, you handled it well, it sounds like, but uh, people, I had a blast yeah really, uh, you know, disconcerting if, if when you're a child, especially. You know, I could see that wrecking some people's uh, confidence and, and stuff like that when they constantly have to start over again.
1: Yeah, only if you're not good at it. But uh, I luckily am really good at the first couple of months of a of a friendship or relationship. Uh, it's once While it gets own, a little bit longer, skill. yeah, it's it's the longer term stuff where you're like, oh, yeah, you d- you get this sense that uh, every about every five years, I'm, I I feel like moving on, no matter what I'm doing. That's probably something I should work on.
0: Yeah. Maybe you have some uh, commitment issues there.
1: I don't doubt it. Yeah.
0: Well, hey, you know, we're all products of our youth and, and what we experience at that age. So makes sense. Mm. Um, so when when did the comedy bug bite you then? I know you, you did some improv and all that to yeah,
1: start out. Yeah, it's, uh, it's such a backward story because uh, ever since I was like a, like a little, little kid, <clears throat> I loved stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedians were my favorite thing in the world. And I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to do that. But I think the the whole not having anybody in your life and trying to make those connections. All my early comedy stuff has always been group based. It's always been improv. And then uh, once uh, the first time I saw a sketch troupe perform live and realized, oh, that's improv but perfected. Mm. Uh, So like we improv a scene around exactly like Like, we improv a scene and it's like oh yeah, fifty percent of that was hilarious. What a sketch group does, it takes that 50% and then makes it 100% by repeating what they did. Whereas in improv, it's like, oh, that was a moment in time and now it's gone. And I'm like, no, no, I want to do things that are funny all the time. Did you do the competitions and stuff? Uh, no, I never got into any of the improv theater stuff. Uh, we would do like improv games. We'd do some live shows. We'd do some stuff. Yeah, mine was through high school. There was just a team and when, you know, we had to go to the NAC and do a... Yeah, Alberta uh, was really big for that. Edmonton, uh, Edmonton had a... I can't remember the name of the theater, but it had a really big improv scene. Uh, Nathan Fillion came out of there. Oh, nice. So it's, uh... uh, Yeah, yeah, there's some names.
0: Yeah, I talked to uh, Christina Mielberger about improv a bit and we talked about... uh, She's a fucking genius, by the way. She's so funny, man. Um, but during the, um the improv games or whatever you know the competitions there's a one event that they call just life and it's like all serious and shit and it's so (laughs) fucking weird to throw that in the mix with like you know yeah it's like uh, hysteria let's see if you can make people cry uh, uh, hysterics I should say yeah it's just you're laughing laughing all this silly shit and then you gotta like I think I'm going to have the abortion. or like It was supposed to be like heavy, like Degrassi type moments or whatever. Right. Anyways, I, I just feel like not a lot of people recognize that that exists in improv. There is like a serious improv.
1: Luckily, there's a lot of people who are really, really pushing improv uh, forward. Uh, uh, God, who are those two guys? Um, the one guy that was on uh, Silicon Valley and the guy that was on Parks and Rec. Oh, Middle Ditch and Middle uh, Ditch and Schwartz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Netflix thing where it's like, no, no, we can, you can do this long form. Yeah, Like sometimes I sometimes we do 45 minutes to an hour of this long form stuff. I know there's a couple of guys in New York that do like straight on stories. that It's like 90 minute show Shit. and it's brilliant. But it's one of those things where it's, it's not like, for everybody. But uh, I don't know if it's not for anybody, uh, for everybody. I feel like there's
0: some people who just don't like improv. Uh,
1: that's one of the things At that got core. me into sketch because it was uh, it was if you take my sketch group and put us on stage anywhere without announcing that we're going to go on there will make you laugh because that sketch is funny. Right. Nice. But if you don't tell the audience that improv is happening, improv does not work. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no surprise improv that ever worked. Nobody's all like, oh, give me a thing. And people are like, I'm just drinking beer here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But again, whether it's my commitment issues or the fact that everybody got older, uh, we dr- the sketch comedy uh, kind of evolved into uh, not happening as much. And uh, there was more effort needed to be put into it, and less time because we have lives and shit. And uh, and
0: That's so I was sure. like,
1: I need to I need to be funny uh, where I don't have to rely on somebody else's schedule. Yeah. And so I started stand up at 30 when I wanted to start when I was six. So it's like, yeah, it was it's a long way to get to stand up. Kind of relate to that, man. Like I, I didn't do my first
0: stand up till um I don't know, I think I was like 28 or something like that. So very close. But I had always watched yep. all those shows just for laughs, and I always like idolized and and dreamed about doing that kind of shit but it never dawned on me like oh well why don't you fucking try it then you know
1: oh me it always dawned on me but i was too busy playing with my friends oh see i was all into
0: music in my teen years i was like gonna be a rock star and shit oh yeah well
1: you're good though well
0: not good enough to to make a career out of it i don't think i I like who is comedy there's like
1: fucking five people in the world that are good enough to do it for a fucking business
0: yeah well i've talked about that before too i don't think that even if I'm not saying I'm good enough to front my own band and go on tour or anything. But if I was, I still don't know that I could do it and play those fucking songs for, you know, oh, God. how many times? Like, we've talked about this before because it's something I really have thought about at length. Like, if you're somebody huge like U2 or something like yeah, even if you love your artwork... There's only so many times you can play Sunday Bloody Sunday before you're kind of like, all right, let's write some new shit.
1: I love reading articles where the band's just like, we refuse to play the song anymore. We just can't do it anymore. It's like, well, that's the only reason people are there.
0: Yeah, and the fans kind of have a right to be outraged at yeah, that point. It's like, like your true. tickets are expensive enough that we should be able to hear that fucking Who's song? the
1: band that sings Heather Delilah? I don't know. It's a pop punk band. Uh, hey there, familiar. Delilah. What'd you like in New York City? That, that band. Yeah, I know what song you're talking uh, about. So anyway, that band. I saw an interview with them, and uh, it was about that song. They're like, it was like a, a weird B side. It was an extra thing they'd been working on. It wasn't going to go on that album. Mm. And then their producer said, "You have to put it on the album." And uh, and and in that in that conversation, he was saying, uh, "Well, I don't know if it should go on the album." It's like, okay, well, do you like the song? Because you have to really like the song. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we like the song. He's like, okay, good. Because if we put it in this album, you are going to play it every night for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's got to be brutal. And, uh, I mean, it ended up being true. Like, it's their biggest hit. But it's still one of those things where it's like, could you imagine not liking that song? Like, what if Green Day hates Time of Your Life and Basket Case? I've gotten to the point where I kind of hate Time of Your Life, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I used to like that
0: song. They put it in so many movies. And I remember even even in high school, there would always be someone like, oh, yeah, I can play guitar. And they would play that. To- or like one of three other songs that oh, everybody Speaking plays.
1: of fucking high school, whose who's end of year yearbook video wasn't put to fucking Green Day's time of your life? Yeah, exactly. Like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's such a graduation song. Or the other graduation song was The Graduation the gra- Song by, uh... by Vitamin
0: C. <laughs> what a stupid fucking name for an artist. I'm sorry if you're out there listening, Vitamin C. I liked the song, but yeah. what a dumb name. Because your hair is orange, that's it? You really want to commit to that? <laughs> and that's why we don't hear from vitamin c anymore i don't know I don't she's know. on in two weeks shouldn't be yeah uh you know i don't want to shit on somebody too hard but yeah she was definitely a one-hit wonder yeah this conversation's all over the place already. I love it. Uh,
1: this, is, uh, this is the worst. I'm like the worst podcast guest because I've, I've got fucking That's ADHD. best, best so podcast like, guest. Well, the problem is I listen to people like me on podcasts, and sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it's like you started a story that I was really yeah. interested in. <laughs> you didn't finish it, and now the episode's over, and I really want to know what happened to that thing, and it's like you guys moved on and forgot you even spoke about it. I'm
0: yeah, like, it's, it's just one of the fucking...
1: Is that what your dad's Pith? here for? Does, does he go, hey, guys, you talked about a fish and you didn't finish the story? Uh, my
0: dad chimes in sometimes because he knows a lot of shit. And sometimes I legit turn to him and say, like, is that correct? Because I know most of the time he'll, he'll know or yeah. have some sort of a, some insight. But, no, he uh, does the live switching in the
1: camera. So when somebody's talking. Well, I know that. Oh, I know, okay, I know sure. he's the engineer. <laughs> but I just mean, like, is he also off on the side going, guys, reel it in. We're, no he's never done that we're
0: working towards getting my dad like a permanent mic too and maybe even eventually oh, like you a, should. a camera
1: he he's, he's, he's a gem
0: yeah well I love doing the episode with him too uh, but for what you were saying yeah that's just one of the, the standard pitfalls of, of conversations you know mm. you're gonna go on tan- if it's a good conversation you're gonna go on tangents cause you're excited and yeah. it's just like you know electric or whatever but uh, that's exactly why I asked you to come fill in because I knew that I wouldn't have to go too hard oh, on the oh this is gonna notes. be your
1: first 7 hour episode can <laughs> you watch
0: out yeah, and I'm already <laughs> dropping a lot of f bombs because I feel. So Are we allowed with to you. swear? Oh, I guess I should
1: have cleared that. Fuck yes. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not a kid show by any means, but definitely the episodes where I catch myself like where I was just a potty mouth the whole time, I kind of go like, yeah. No, I could have. I, I could have toned much. it down. Yeah, my mom will give me shit too, but. Yeah, but you know what? It's kind of true to who I am. I think "fuck" is such a great word, and and uh, in context, especially, and obviously, there's situations where it's inappropriate, but, yeah. but fuck that let's break that stereotype it's about time it's 2020 like who cares no
1: i'm okay with people uh cutting back on fuck because uh fuck is my um yeah so when i'm on stage if i'm working out new bits and i'm trying to link uh, i don't say um or pause i don't have any of the bad habits but i will say fuck to transition and so if I'm working all new material, I will be on stage and it'll, it'll just, <laughs> Every just, second word. So like you said fuck 37 times in yeah. 5 minutes. But a lot of successful comics do so. Yeah, but it's it,
0: talked the, about it. A repetition of a Green Day song or anything, like, gets to you
1: after a while. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. true of fuck as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, you can tell when uh, when my joke is done because I don't swear in it anymore. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm by no that means a clean comic, but my finished jokes don't have uh, swear words in them. My, like, the joke people talk to me the most about in my closer about about uh, being more open about talking about what you like during sex is the filthiest thing I say, but none of the words... Our actual our ha- words. You can yeah, say yeah. every single one of those words 3 p.m. on CBC. Yeah. It's just not in the order I say them. In. Yeah, yeah,
0: shit. Yeah, no, swearing is kind of just this second nature sometimes I try to work on, but uh, it just doesn't bother me that much, really. If it helps you express yourself, and, mm. and, and what is your intent? That's the same thing I tell my kids. They, luckily, be, I almost think because I swear freely, my, none of my kids swear. They just, know. oh, yeah. those are daddy words. I
1: and, don't know if that's it, because uh, uh, my daughters don't swear around me. You but think, they're very it it's, a, it's, it's a very swearing Like I I don't hold back If it comes in I Because I'm never I'm rarely angry And yeah. I'm never angry at them So they don't see me swearing. It doesn't have a negative it, connotation anger, Exactly yeah yeah, yeah. But uh, I did, uh, the windows are open at the condo uh, because uh, it's like 20 degrees. So it's like, I'm not going to put the air conditioner on, but we yeah. will open these it's windows. Breezy. And uh, so, yeah, she went downstairs the other day and, uh, to go talk to one of her friends. And she's outside 30 seconds. And I heard her like swear like three or four times. In How that. old? She's 12. Oh, well, that's about the age. Well, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's just like, I'd never heard it. She doesn't swear in front <laughs> of me. So but it's weird. like, oh, she clearly speaks the same way as her dad around her friends. Yeah,
0: that's weird. My, my oldest is going to be 12 at the end of the year, and I'm starting to think about that kind of stuff. But he, yeah. he seems so innocent in my eyes, too, or I don't know. Yeah,
1: except uh, when I think back to when I was 12, I'm like, okay, this is we're, we're, we're getting into it. Uh, she's a good kid. She's super smart, makes amazing decisions. Exactly, but that doesn't mean her friends make amazing decisions. Exactly, and, right? And uh, I remember peer being pressure, around maybe. people. It's not even peer pressure. It's like you just might end up in a situation because you were just hanging out with somebody. And then yeah. your friend uh, decided that the, this would be a good idea. I can and, make the
0: jump or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: can't control your friends and you also don't want to ditch your friends. So yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I got to call my dad because there are police here. And it's yeah. like, oh, so it's when that happens, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, okay, is my kid doing bad things? Or did she get caught did up in it because yeah. she made a couple of bad choices at the beginning of the night? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Honestly, man, I have like straight up anxiety sometimes about that. Like once you have kids people are always like oh isn't that terrifying and in some ways the mm. stuff you you expect to be scary kind of comes naturally you go yeah. like you fall into your parent role or whatever but those fucking worst case scenarios where it's like you know like do you think uh the parents of the humble broncos saw that coming you know yeah. not to get super dark but that's what i'm saying is like
1: the fact yeah that i wasn't that gonna i wasn't gonna go with accident i was gonna go with like uh do you remember the pilot episode of 24 no, not really. anyway. Uh, Alicia Cuthbert's saw, character, like uh, like the guy's daughter, uh, ends up kidnapped because she followed a friend, and yeah. and, and at every moment where it was like. She could turn back. She supported her friend. Mm. And now we've got to deal with Kiefer Sutherland uh, trying to hunt down the kidnappers for 24 hours. Damn! And it's like all because she's, she was she supported her friend and made one bad decision at the beginning of the yeah, night. I thought she
0: was doing the right thing the whole time. Yeah. Well, she
1: knew her first decision she knew was wrong. Yeah. But after that, it was like, well, you're in now. You've made that one bad choice and that's it. You're stuck now. And so like I watch, I watch stuff like that and I'm like, yeah. That's all it takes, man.
0: Yo, kidnapping's terrifying. And
1: oh, especially having daughters. Oh, my God. It's like, oh. And, I mean, and, I would
0: be just as sad if someone kidnapped either of my children or any of my children. I
1: yeah, except that mm. my, uh, your daughter's worth more on the black market. Do you understand? Oh. Do you understand oh. how scary oh. shit is? It's don't, like, oh, my God. Don't even say Do that. Do I have little white blonde girls? Oh, my God. Do you know how fucking expensive those are? Dude. <laughs> This is, dark. this is super dark. <laughs> no, what no, else no. you got on your notes? No, well no, while <laughs> we're
0: on this though, I, I just I'm talking more to anxiety. And it's mm-hmm. like it's it's a thing I actually struggle with. Um, not anxiety, everybody knows that, but um thinking about like your kids and, and the fact that the older they get, the less control you ultimately have. And you kind of want that because you want them to to blossom and be their yeah. own people. But like you said, there's fucking people coming into the mix that you have no control over. There's just there's just acts of God, like the yeah. same shit. Like, like you, could get, you could shit, die in yeah. a car crash while your kid could be getting driven by someone you totally trust who's got a perfect driving record and shit just happens sometimes. So like yeah. that's the most terrifying to me. But I, I guess it's one of those life lessons. You, you got to just think about living in the now and, and, you know, if that happens, then deal with it. But
1: yeah, I'm trying to raise them in a way where uh, I'm not worried about. I I know too many people whose parents are like this and people that are becoming these types of parents where they're still very hands-on at 16, 17, Mm. 18, 19. And it's like, how much... How, how little faith do you right. have in your parenting abilities that you think you still need to be in yeah. your, uh, controlling your kid's life at 18? It's like that's more a sign of how bad of a parent you've been. Because you're, so you, you're so nervous. Because yeah, you're yeah. so nervous they're going to make bad choices. It's like, no, no, I'm, I'm trying to raise them so they make smart choices because when they're 18, uh, or if we're being honest, once they're 15 or 16, you need to be pretty hands-off at that point. It's yeah. like you keep an eye on them. But you need to be hands off. They got to make their own decisions and stuff if, like that. If something heavy happens, exactly. Because by the time they get to 1920 and they're going to college, they're staying in dorms, they're buying a house. Maybe they start life early and they're like, "Oh, they're 21. We're going to get married. We're going to have a kid." Uh, you want them. You want them to be smart. When they get there. And so that starts early. It's not like, oh, at 20, I'm going to teach you how to be a yeah. human being. It's like, no, no, teach them when they're 11 and 12. Teach them before fucking puberty starts. Once the chemicals go in, all logic is out the window. So if you get them a nice base of logic before those chemicals start coming in, oh. explaining, these are the feelings you're going to have. This is the reaction you're going to have. In your head, you're going to it's, be screaming, why am I doing this? It's but hard, you're going to though, do it anyway.
0: Because some of the biggest... Um, issues that are going to come up that you need to be hands-on about start when the chemicals start. Yeah. So like sex stuff, um, dealing with drugs mm. and partying and shit like that. Those are probably the two big ones right there. Yeah. Most kids don't go join a gang when they're 13, you know, like, I mean, I shouldn't say that it depends where you grow up, I guess. But, um, but yeah, sex and, and drugs are pretty much the two big terrifying teenage things for parents, you know, which
1: is hilarious because sex and drugs are the best part about being an adult.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 you forgot rock and roll but okay oh yeah I. Agree. oh
1: rock and roll is a thing of the past we're all hip hop and sound cloud rappers now
0: yeah that's so true <laughs> I'm uh I'm honestly glad that at least weed was legalized that's one thing that I'm happy that kids... I
1: still don't want them doing the drugs I, well, oh yeah. I've told them wait till your yeah. brain's fully developed wait yeah. till you're 18 at least but hopefully 21 25 if you start experimenting with that stuff at 25 you're already you've already figured out who you want to be yeah. anyway because that was my issue it's like uh i i don't smoke weed i i i don't do any drugs really and the Have whole, you though? Uh, yeah, but okay. I've, I've touched it. But it was all because like, the
0: people say they don't and they never have that.
1: No, that's not the same thing. No, no, I, those people is yeah. It's like, like
0: Dane Cooks never drank in his entire life.
1: Yeah, so it's like then you don't. Get I to mean, talk it's okay. Good for him, you know. Like yeah. I'm not criticizing the guy. <laughs> well, but. I'm, I'm overweight, and so like listening to fitness people who have been fit their whole life tell you like what your diet should be is like you don't understand when you wake up at three in the morning and you can't sleep because you haven't had a donut. Then you fucking talk to me. Yeah. When at three in the morning, you're like, I'm not going to get to sleep unless I get sugary carbs somehow. Uh, that's then sugar come talk I, to me.
0: Um, a sugar, I can't do. Before oh, that's, that's bed, my it'll addiction. Keep my brain, like, food. I get anxiety when I'm trying to sleep then. Oh, uh, no. Food's my addiction. Well, food, I'm down. I, I oh, eat a big ass meal almost before every night. I, I don't eat during the day usually at all. And then I'll have one big meal in the day and it's usually before bed because that's a yeah. fucking myth. They say that you shouldn't eat before bed. No, I
1: think it's calories in, calories out. And I don't think the body resets at night. They've actually
0: said that, well, yeah, that. But they've also said that it helps if it helps you get a good sleep, then it's actually beneficial because sleep is so important to fitness, another thing that's often overlooked. You can diet and you can go to the gym like a crazy bastard. And if you're not sleeping properly, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Yeah. And that's something that I work, I'm struggling with constantly. I've done overnight shifts on and off for the last like 12 years so. My internal clock is fucking bananas. And, uh, you know, I sleep maybe six hours on average every night. And then when I do get the amount of sleep that's like normally allowed, then I sleep like 10 hours and it messes me up for the next two days. No joke. I'm like lethargic and feel like I'm not even fully awake. And, And yeah, Kelly always says like, oh, my God. It's true. You really should just sleep like five, six hours or whatever. I don't know. It works for me.
1: Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm the same way. We just did the thing again. I'm pretty sure we hit three topics in five minutes. Yeah. Oh, and I said fuck once <laughs> more. <too.
0: laughs>
1: but you know, Where did part- we start? Uh, yeah, my daughter's uh, addiction, drugs, parties, uh, I should sex. say,
0: um, in my defense, if I'm swearing too much or, or seem a little whatever, I did three overnight shifts at the hospital in the last five days. So I'm a little bit Dear like. Lord. And they're spaced out too. So it's like every day that i'd be off in between i was just trying to recoup only to then have to try to adjust my body back to right it, yeah it's been a little rough but hey frontline worker so i earned this joint that i will be lighting in a bit um, <laughs> did okay. you find an ashtray uh, i'll course? just wait until i'm done this beer and, yeah, i get yeah. it yeah that's you know that's uh that's minimalist approach i guess
1: all right. yeah, we, are we going to get back extra. to the list? Yeah, I feel, let's I feel list. like I fuck. I, you're like, oh, let's talk about the early days and we're already getting into the philosophies of parenting. We're going to keep veering off, I'm sure. So again, if you don't like uh, tangents
0: or superhero stuff,
1: or you can just re-edit this chronologically, uh, take it out of chronologically let's and just, just do, do like, it by subject.
0: I rarely, <laughs> I rarely take shit out like
1: straight up from a podcast. Oh, don't sub- take it out. Just order it properly just go oh, in and spend a day going okay this was about this this is the, okay we'll put those together this section will be that sounds like a nightmare it's a yeah it is <laughs> that's that's my job that's what oh. i do uh, during my day
0: Dude, I, yeah, I've, I've gotten into editing with this show, so about the last 10 months now, and uh, I always put edited by poor, I put poorly in brackets, I feel like I'm <laughs> getting better. Um, but yeah, it's it's really tough work. And, and if yeah. you have a, a real issue, like um, my dad's episode, we recorded, of course, it had to be the longest episode we'd ever done. Yeah. It was like two hours and 20 minutes. And for whatever reason, his gain was so much lower on the mic. Yeah. So, and we had already bounced the uh, the original audio file into just one final audio file that contains both. So I couldn't go back to the root and just like boost him up. I had to like segment every little time he talked and boost his volume with a filter. So, wow. Yeah. Editing's fun. Oh my god. That took me like twenty hours of editing. No joke. Yeah. And there's probably a really easy way to do it that I just don't know. Because well, that's not that's that the familiar. thing.
1: Once you've done it a lot, you know all the shortcuts. Yeah, I'm getting Because it's there. like, as soon as you said it, my brain just went into, okay, this is how you set up your timeline. This is what you God do. Damn. You separate all this <laughs> stuff. Out. I should you, have just yeah, called you. Yeah, from the waveforms, you can tell who's talking. So you just separate those out, and then you throw your filter on all of them at the same time. and <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, 20 hours. I probably could have knocked that out for you for, in 45 minutes, but yeah, okay. God
0: damn. But, uh, no, I want to talk about the... Pandemic comedy because we didn't really address the the plexiglass yeah. cube in which you are a resident when you're doing the yeah. your jokes. You know, oh, the well, whole, how did you find
1: it? Uh, well, first of all, the the scariest thing was sitting in the green room and realizing I didn't want to do any old jokes. Oh. I didn't want to. It's like, how am I going to go on stage and talk about fucking subway right now? Yeah, yeah. you have like, to. Yeah, like I. First of all, I got to address this, but none of it seems. Real anymore. None of the stuff I was talking about you seems important You can find segues anymore.
0: into your shit.
1: I have found through COVID uh, or whatever. Yeah, but it's still one of those things where it's like, no, I have all these other ideas I want to I want to talk about, except nobody's worked anything out. Yeah. So you're on stage, people have paid twenty dollars, and you're like fucking fumbling around trying to find the punchline in your fucking COVID material. And I was like, okay. you know
0: everybody else is also doing COVID material for the same reasons. Well, that's just it. It's like, is my
1: stuff different? Well, that's, uh, luckily it's one of those things where it's like, I, I've always written personally and, uh, and, uh, so it's like I don't have pun. Like I, I, could never write for Colbert or something. I can never do headlines type jokes or or, or news related jokes, because I'm I'm a, I'm an introspective comic. Like it's how I feel, how I see society, all these things. Yeah, and I try to POV though. Yeah, and lately I've been working really hard to make all of my stuff. Uh, uh, like the theme that I'm working with lately is we are all the same. We all have the same feelings. We have the same anxieties. Here are the things if that connect prick, us. If you prick me, do I not believe Exactly. So it's like everybody in this audience, everybody that you've ever met, these are the feelings we all have and that we don't talk about. And there's way more that connects us than separates us. And so it's like I Definitely. wanna talk about all these tough things, but in a happy way, like I love what Ron Funches and Pete Holmes do. I love Pete Holmes is- I love that favorite. they're like we. I'm going to come at this from the positive end of this. We're not going to come out going everybody shit, everyone sucks. Isn't this terrible? Yeah. We're going to come out and we're going to say, look, yeah, there's some terrible shit. Here are the good things that came out of it.
0: And just be silly. That's okay. And being silly. Yeah. Be oh, a little God, kid. I almost. wish. I wish oh, Pete I could Holmes be is great too because he he's the master of being silly, but also swearing and still talking about you know adult. Well, that's just it. like
1: people like oh Ron Funches just does like playful silly stuff. Like no, he's got some hard hitting bits. You're just not paying attention. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They just give off such a, a chill vibe. Yeah. They're like, ah, he's just talking about Edison. wrestling
1: and stuff. Like, no, no. One of my favorite jokes of his is a fucking – an insane indictment on the political class. So it's like, no. Ron Funch has some really subversive shit. Yeah, well, he's gone
0: a lot of transformations himself. You know? <clears throat> well, yeah. He lost a shit ton of weight and he just seems like he got a lot healthier in general. He just got married. Congrats. He seems
1: super yeah. happy,
0: yeah. So you didn't really answer my question about the plexiglass cube in which we have. To oh,
1: uh, yeah, so I stepped into it, and uh, I was fine with it.
0: I actually liked it because I could only see the people like right at the front table and everybody else was just reflection of me. Yeah. Which is what I love. I have a couple of friends. We're in comedy. We all are fucking narcissistic. Well, that's
1: Oh yeah. As soon as anybody who's denying it is full of shit. Uh, We all think that our ideas are better than others. That's why we say them out loud. It's kind of society too with social media. Well, It's a normal thing. It's a human being thing, uh, which is something I've come to come to terms with a lot more where it's like, no, no, uh, People on a whole are we're, – we're selfish and we, we're self-involved. And our, everybody's favorite topic is themselves. We strive to be better, but yeah. yeah it's, well, that's just it. And that's what differentiates good people something. and bad people. No, I think Gandhi – I think a lot John of – Gandhi's still jerked off. Well, not just that. I think Gandhi spent <laughs> – I, I, 100% there Gandhi, Mother that. Teresa, whoever you want to name, all of these incredibly, incredibly giving and amazing people that make the world a better place, they go home and go – yeah, I fucking crushed it today. Yeah. <laughs> I did so good at being awesome. Gandhi's like, yo, that... You know how many people think I'm the best? Oh, fuck, this is so great. I'm going to sleep like a baby. Gandhi's
0: like, yo, that that not eating protest went super dope.
1: It went super dope. Super dope. Do you think he
0: jerked off? That's a weird thing. I said that kind of jokingly. he off. But maybe not, because like some of the yogis and all that, they're... You know they're what? Like, I don't
1: know enough about the culture from that end of things. I think
0: like Buddhists and, and spiritual people like that, that I always imagine that just seems too... Uh, pedestrian and human. Yeah, level. well, maybe you know, they do like, like Nirvana, just with their brains. You don't need to jerk off. Yeah, you're... they're tantric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> tantric just makes me think of some hippie guy who's creepily trying to hit on your wife.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred. You guys learned about tantric sex. It's, yeah, dude, it's... we're at a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, life stuff, and I hope I you're... still haven't answered the question. Yeah, yeah, well, I no, liked you did. it. You said you liked well, it. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, but I, I engage with the whole audience. I like looking a lot of people in the face. I like talking specifically to a lot of people. So it does limit that, where it's like all of a sudden my set is for these six people instead of for the hundred people in the room. And so that uh, makes it okay if those six people are vibing with you.
0: See, I'd say I'm probably the opposite, not because – like I like to know that there's a crowd there, but this unique experience of only seeing a few of them – It helps me feel like I can just – even when there is a crowd and I can see them all, it helps me to focus on one person. Not like I'm a sniper creeping them out or something, but, you know, just kind of make that connection with somebody. And uh, anyways, uh, I wanted to talk to you about some life things, which I hope you're comfortable talking about, if not. Yeah, clearly. The first of which was weight loss. uh, Weight loss
1: and weight gain. Well, you did lose
0: a lot though, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I lost a lot. Uh, I, uh, I was super thin and fit my whole life. And then, uh, and then I wasn't. And, it was just uh,
0: metabolism slowed down, kind of. I thing.
1: don't know. No, it was. Uh, I was very active and uh, big into sports, and played two or three sports all the time, and was completely active all the time. And then I dropped teams, but I didn't change my diet. So it's like you go from needing all that forty five hundred sh- calories, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, calories a day to only needing two thousand calories a day, but still eating forty five hundred calories a day. That's rough. And so yeah, I got very big, and uh, I'm still too big now. I still I I I have to drop another fifty pounds.
0: Hey anyway, man, yeah. I
1: wear it well, but I'm two thirty. I'm two thirty. I'm above two thirty. What now. was your like? Worst I got up rate. to two eighty seven, I think, at one so point. So that's
0: already fifty pounds less than that, man. Yeah,
1: but still, it's like I shouldn't have. Ever I should let show myself you. Maybe there. you've
0: seen it, but I have a picture of me. I mean, it's not as extreme, but um, in my early twenties, metabolism dropped down. I'd never been a fitness guy because gym class to me. Was like I associated with. um, I can hear the goddamn air conditioning. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I I associated gym class with like this machismo, bravado bullshit that I just didn't care for. And and it took me until almost my thirties to realize that I didn't not like fitness. I just didn't like competitive sports and my lackluster performance. Yeah, getting the you suck kind of shit. When are you
1: born? When's your birthday?
0: Eighty-five. No, I mean. Oh, December sixth. Yeah, that's why. I'm a Sagittarius. They are not good at sports.
1: Yes. It's because of your fucking sign. A hundred percent. It's got nothing to do with the fact that everybody in your year was a year older older than you. Yeah. But that could make some people try harder, you know? Well, try harder. Whether you try harder or not, if uh, at that age, if someone's a year older than you, they're going to be better at you. I suppose. uh, Uh, It's a a normal thing for, uh, I've been reading about this lately where it's like, yeah, people born later in the year. Uh, don't like sports, uh, mostly because in school they were picked last and they weren't very good. Yeah. But only because some of these kids were a year older than them. Yeah. And so it's like, of course you weren't good. You weren't born in January. Not only was it not being
0: good, the the funny thing, especially in high school, was that The people. It was more about the positive relationships I was making with the other gym class wanderers, as I call them. I would talk about, you know, or start a band with someone because we didn't give a shit about gym and we were walking around the field and getting yelled at by the teacher. But, like, I made good friendships that way. Um, There are only two sports I ever did well at in gym. One I had a joke about. It was one of my first jokes I ever did, um, dodgeball. Because I had, uh, that was the one sport where I had honed my ball avoidance skills. I had spent all this time avoiding balls. <laughs> and, his, you know, that was made for me. And then the other one, uh, speaking of astrology, was uh, archery. Never tried it, and I was the best in the class, just naturally. So, yeah. I don't know if that... See,
1: stuff where size doesn't matter. Yeah. I got really, really lucky. My parents put me into extracurricular sports. I was, I was playing hockey ever since I was, like, super little. <clears throat> and that's by my parents age tried. Group. Yeah. I'd be, like, crying, like, I want to go home. Oh no! I was way karate's into it. not for me. That's it, that's just <laughs> it. Like I uh, yeah, one of my biggest things. I don't know if it's on your list, but one of my biggest things is uh, I've always been the wrong kind of nerd. No, <clears throat> so that's it's not like not on my list. But uh, uh, yeah, explain, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna start a whole brand on it. Like at some point, I've got to turn this into something. But what is the wrong kind of nerd? Uh, I was super heavy into sports. I was very cool, very popular, very awesome. But I loved acting, so I was also part of the drama team. <clears throat> and uh, when I like, la- and I love entertainment. Entertainment is my nerddom. That's what I love the most about anything. I love entertainment, and I will fandom. take it all in. Fandoms. I-, I love the whole psychology behind that stuff. Yeah. I love all of those things, and I love entertainment done well. Which means I don't focus on any particular fandom. So people are like, "Oh, you're like nerd. You're into Star Wars." I'm like, "Yeah, I enjoy it." Yeah, I watch it. I haven't get, seen I'm not the newest one. Getting married
0: movie. in like a robe, like a Jedi or something. Well, that's just
1: it. And yeah. it's like, oh, but I thought you were a nerd. And like, and you're supposed to like Star Wars. I'm like, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it to the point where I thought *Phantom Menace* was a fine film. Uh, really? I thought the DC movies I thought it had good parts, but well, that's just it. Like there's a lot yeah. of people that are like, no, that's fucking, that's blasphemy. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not that big of a nerd in Jar-Jar that area. Jar Jar Binks,
0: Baby Anakin, and midi chlorians—those three was kind of like for me. Well, the fight with Darth Maul. First of all, yes.
1: I will defend Jar Jar Binks to the end of the fucking world. I love Jar Jar. But like uh, a racial stereotypes. Well, there's, cool. I mean, there's some <laughs> problematic shit. Let's deal with it. Yeah, but uh, it wouldn't fly nowadays it is at all. It didn't fly back then. Yeah, but Nobody s- liked it. I mean, it's weird to to say that somebody from that planet wouldn't talk like that. It's weird. You don't know. You've never yeah, been I, to that
0: planet. <laughs> I've never been
1: to How the fuck? Nabu. How dare you? How
0: dare you? Okay, let's take it a step further. Not only was he annoying, but when he brings them to go see Boss Nass, another terrible character, when he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this supposed to be funny or just annoying? Like, No,
1: I it's, it was just basically Jabba the Hutt again. And you were fine with Jabba but the Hutt. But dumb and
0: silly. Like Jabba was cool because he was menacing and
1: Watch it weird. again. He is not menacing and weird. He's, he's just creepy. silly. He's, he's got just a silly. chick on a chain. Darth Vader is creepy about silly that.
0: Now. He's he's like, you know, yeah. Keeping but it's a slave it's a generational thing. Uh,
1: there's people now that uh, that were six or seven when those movie ca- movies came out, and they're like they're perfectly fine with it. They love it. They love Star Wars. They love those movies. Yeah. It's just because we were we were not the right age for it.
0: It's funny <clears> that you <throat> said the wrong kind of nerd though, because uh, I could take that a totally different way, which is something I've experienced, which is. Uh, being a stoner and being into geeky stuff because the amount of times I would go to like a I used to play Hero Clicks for like 10 years or 15 years and uh, I would go to a tournament on like a Saturday and I ended up like not really liking the guys because I felt judged not just for the weed but I guarantee you showing up smelling like weed Mm -hmm. didn't help my case and then my mind is always like Fuck you! Like I don't even know you. You're gonna judge me on this? Like, how about if I'm a nice person to you? You know. So um, that's a weird sect of nerds. I think the stoner nerds.
1: Have you seen Pattinson? I'm yeah. so I'm so happy because as soon as they announced Pat- announced Pattinson, I was telling everybody who would fucking listen. I'm like, Watch this. he is going to be fucking incredible yeah. because
0: uh he's done a lot of non-Twilight movies. Well, that's just was, it because
1: yeah. uh, he was in Harry Potter and Twilight, and you see him there. Harry but Potter, like He was in that shit. Yeah, he's uh, a he's the guy who dies in the maze. I, in, in the I've fourth seen one. like the first
0: two Harry Potter. Okay, I, yeah, no, yeah. it's in
1: the fourth one. Uh, but yeah, he's a he's a, a fuck. I can't remember the character's name. But yeah, he's in uh, he's in Harry Potter. Crazy. Um, I
0: know he's in a movie about nine eleven.
1: Yeah, he's in a lot like everything else, like all the indie movie stuff. Like if you've ever seen him act he's in a movie that's a, that's about acting and not about story. Uh, the trailer looked fucking cool for that. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And I'm like, I just saw the trailer, and I'm like, Meh, this is enough. Yeah, if all Batmobile I ever see
0: is just like a fucking Mustang or something, oh it's that like I super, don't care. About. Oh, I don't mind. I thought it was cool that it was more like it's supposed to be when he's starting out, right? So yeah. It's not like this. I want
1: to see the Willem Dafoe one, the lighthouse guy. The Willem Dafoe?
0: Oh, the lighthouse was with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Oh. It's a movie that came out. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. That's been getting a lot of awards and stuff. I think. Yeah. It's like two guys stuck on an island the whole serious. time. Or something.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to see Willem Dafoe in any more superhero things.
0: Yeah, the Green Goblin, they wasted... Oh, I've talked about
1: this. So well, many you times, you get Willem Dafoe because he looks like the Green Goblin. Just put makeup on that bastard. But Willem Dafoe <laughs> needs like like.
0: Let's put him in a transformer suit instead. I
1: think yeah. I think the issue is you if you're gonna put Willem Dafoe in a superhero movie, it needs to be like a Christopher Nolan or a. You would have been
0: amazing, <laughs> in Batman.
1: Yeah, well, he would have been amazing in anything face? that's dark. But if you put him if you put him in a shiny comic book movie, it looks like he's hamming it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, even the human scenes, it's true, and Spider-Man were kind of,
1: yeah. But, I mean, it's a Raimi film. Everybody's hamming it up. That's what Raimi does.
0: Yeah, so, like, with movies like that, as much as that's not my favorite take on Spider-Man, at least comic book movies, you get that angle where you can say, well, they're trying to capture that magic from a comic book, which isn't that realistic. It yeah. tries to take place in the real world, but there's always this fairy dust floating around that makes you feel like, you know what I mean?
1: So I, think- I got into this argument the other day because it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, I can't. Again, I'm the wrong kind of nerd because people are all like, oh, Superman from across the world flew and caught Lois falling off of a building, but at that speed, he should have sliced her in three. I'm like, okay, you're worried about her being caught? By the flying man? <laughs> the flying man is... Yeah, exactly. Like, like where did the, you suspend your You have your suspended belief? so much disbelief yeah. that this is where you're drawing the line?
0: Oh, oh, so when you're saying catching her and ripping her in half or whatever, it yeah. made me think of um, what are, the boys... I love that the was boys. the boys was amazing, um, but you know the the dude who runs through Buddy's girlfriend in like sorry spoiler alert that
1: is well that, spoiler that alert isn't that the up. pilot
0: yeah exactly yeah like, sorry um, for spoiling forty five <laughs> minutes into the first episode watch it um, no it's so good man that yeah. that actually like. Made me. I had to like pause. I was like, "That was unexpected." That whole
1: that whole show was so well done. It's what I wanted. Um, uh, Seth Rogen's Preacher series to be like.
0: Preacher did not do the books justice. I couldn't even keep following. It's like if you didn't just watch the last yeah. episodes, you have no idea what's going on. And even if you just watched the last episodes, I felt like I often didn't know what was going on. They were yeah. jumping all over. They were stretching the story out so they could do a bunch of seasons, which I don't think should have been Preacher. Preacher should have been. Let's figure out exactly how many episodes we need to tell the story from the books, and that'll be it. It'll just yeah. be like a mini series or whatever. And that would have been amazing. But yeah, I, agree. I got really, really bored with that. Not to shit on Seth Rogen or his work, you know.
1: No, oh, he does good work. And Preacher was a was good amazing. enough film. I have uh, a good enough series. Uh, it, it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, maybe I'll rewatch it. I don't know. Yeah, there was, props to Seth for bringing both of those properties. Yeah yeah screen. exactly and Evan Goldberg too I think. yeah yeah well it's just that's just it it's like it, like they missed the first time they got it the second time we're yeah. good
0: well preacher I don't know I'll rewatch it there was
1: another more. show that came out at exactly the same time about the other comic book about a priest and I can never remember the name of it, but it is that. phenomenal. There was an exorcist show. I know that. Yeah, yeah, but it's that's based on a comic book property. Hmm. Uh, not The Exorcist, but another one. It's a guy who is an exorcist. Oh, wow. Uh, what's it called? Um, Hellraiser. No, no. Hell. What's... God damn. I can't you know remember. What DC guy.
0: Constantine. John Constantine. No, no. It's no. not Constantine. I love okay. Constantine, by the way. Because he's kind
1: of that. that Wait, hold on. Uh here, read some questions while I Google this shit. In well, front we, of we, this all this shit
0: we're talking about now. Of course, it came back. To superheroes started with be- weight loss. Oh like, yeah, it was I was going to ask sort of like what was the catalyst that set you off on your weight loss, and I on thought I might loss? know because I was also going to talk to you about divorce because we're both uh, divorced. Men. Well,
1: the the newest uh, catalyst was divorce. Before it wasn't. Uh, before it was, I just thought it was like awful that I was getting this big, and I did. If you dig deep on the internet, you can find a, a, a channel I used to run uh, called Mr. Tim is Fat, and uh, we had done a reality <laughs> series about weight loss where uh, we did—I uh, lost like 50 pounds on, nice. the, on the show
0: and made content. That's awesome <clears throat> and
1: made. That's just it. Like I was doing all sorts of really cool stuff, and that was just because I was feeling unattractive, and and that's a big thing for me. I'm a, I'm a very self-conscious, and uh, I am. Overly concerned Again, with comedians. how people think. Well, yeah, it might be a comedian thing. I I hope it's a human thing, but uh, yeah. it could just be like a it's me human. thing, where it's yeah, I'm overly concerned with how people think of me. It is uh, it, it affects me. And isn't me it funny day that day-to-day. all the
0: shit you're worried about, most people don't even like.
1: Well, notice. that's just it. Like the big, the biggest saying everybody is like, don't worry what people think about you because they don't.
0: Yeah. No, it's so true. Like I'm OCD too, so sometimes like I had like a two month period when I was obsessed because one of my eyes had like more darkness under it than the other one in every photo. And I'm like, Oh, and the, the lack of symmetry bothers me just cause I'm OCD. Uh, and then I, you know, I had to realize a, no one cares. No one even notices. And B, it's just not a good way to live your life. Everybody's full of imperfection. that's kind of the beautiful part about life. What are you looking?
1: I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find the exorcist show. <laughs> I'm talking about deep shit here, Tim. And you're I'm your listening.
0: Phone. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, was it Outcast? Is that what it is? I, was, I will say while you're looking, though, I meant to mention this before when we were talking about sports. Uh, and I'll throw up a picture. You may have seen it. But I lost, uh, again, not as substantial. But for my frame and whatever, um, back when I was married and not being a fit person at all, like, apologies to my ex-wife. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, at my fattest, I think I was 205, somewhere around there. And now I weigh like 70, uh, 175 consistently. So that's 30 pounds. I'll put the, so if you see jealous. the picture, dude, you'll be like, what the fuck? I look like Bobby Hill. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I just buzzed my hair and I had no beard back then, so it was just you got to see the whole plump roundness of my everything. Yeah, but it's a photo that now makes me feel good about myself. It's like all I did was start exercising and and dabbling in fasting. That's pretty much it. And and I cut out like pop and chips and shit like that because that was the, a no-brainer. That
1: was the biggest issue for me when it was uh, when I was losing weight because uh, they'd have that list where it's like, okay, here are the things you need to do. These are the easy things uh cut out pop it's like uh, i don't drink soda i hate soda nice uh There's cut t- out desserts i'm like uh, i i don't eat desserts uh and, it was, and so it was like this list of things where it's like oh i don't do any of I don't those have anything i can cut out <laughs> i can't cut. i actually have to do the work sure. oh i actually have to fucking do p90x portion and portion control. then it's definitely portion i like i have such an issue so with dude you
0: control. sound like a prime candidate for fasting then because um, no, because I
1: can't can, not eat. Because uh, I've I've done the you, intermittent if, fasting stuff. Yeah, okay. The issue is my next meal is huge. That's okay, <clears> but it's not okay. Depends on how huge we're it's talking. huge. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it's like it's not three like three big meals.
1: in portions because I can't eat that much, but it is uh, calorie dense maybe
0: your your uh, fasting windows were too short then it because be. a lot of people say like I'll, I'll do um you know 24 i've done like a 36 that was my longest but hmm. consistently i'll do 20 to 24 hours a couple times a week it's i've been slacking off, oh no but, i can't do that um you i don't know it's weird because no, i just mean that yeah, but you you acclimate after a while and and not only that but you start to notice well, I mean,
1: technically i haven't uh, i i uh i ate dinner last night i haven't eaten yet there you go so i guess technically this beer is my first calories of the day yeah so that's oh cool. i had a couple coffees. Co- yeah, so if you can get yourself to drink black coffee, too, that's a, a pretty good thing. I put changer. MCT powder in mine now. I don't know so if that counts are, as caloric It's still like 90 though. calories or something, um, or shit. 60, something like that. By oh. the way, uh, for the people that are on the edge of their seats, uh, the show is called Outcast. It is better than Preacher, but I think it got canceled because everybody was watching Preacher. Anyway.
0: Those tangent haters are coming after
1: you. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, good you're outcast." I'm going to Google that shit. Or there are people that are screaming at the at the at their computer. There's probably
0: people seeing my thing already yeah. and being like, "Oh, you're talking about fasting again?" Because I've talked about this in three. four Yeah,
1: well, fasting now. is good.
0: Uh, yeah, it's something I like to try and help people because it was very uh, you know helpful for me, and, and I yeah. found not only did it give me. The sort of metabolic shit that I was looking for, yeah. and and the results I was looking for, but it gave me a more positive um, outlook and vibe, and, and you have more energy when you're fasting. Everybody thinks when you're yeah. fasting, you're going to be like,
1: no, no, you're tapping into fat reserves, which are, which are water. way better at fucking making you awake and shit. Mm. I did keto for a while; that was super fun. Um, no, me. So the first time uh, I did that, cause I didn't like the way I looked and, uh, I had a vlog going, I had a family vlog going and a whole bunch of that stuff. So I was on the internet a lot. And so I'm like, I'm going to give myself a reason to do this. So we made the show and, uh, that went great. And then, uh, and then at the time, my wife at the time, uh, she got a job, uh, where she couldn't be on the internet anymore. Okay. <clears throat> so it was a it was a privacy issue. She couldn't be on the internet anymore. Really? And so you we mean like stopped. having
0: accounts on the internet or just uh, you can't it, even go on Google? No, no. She can use the internet, oh, you just but can't she have can't her... have a web presence. Okay,
1: okay. The, the, the job she does makes it so that she can't have a web presence anymore. Okay. So we weren't doing family vlogs anymore. We weren't doing all these things. All of these things that forced us to be active, to do things. Uh, went away mm. and I didn't maintain. I didn't put effort uh, in the relationship either. Uh, the relationship or on my weight loss because I didn't have a reason to do things. We went back to the lethargy of well you're around and I like you and I like eating and we'll go grocery shopping but and we'll let's go not to work the movies. On, you know communication. <clears throat> well that's or, just it. Yeah. It's like uh, we're like uh, we're sitting at home and watching TV or we're sitting in the backyard and we're in the pool but yeah. like that's uh, if you want to go do activities you need to tell me what activities we're going to go do yeah. and then I will be upset that you're forcing me to do things and you know you know you a healthy have to, relationship
0: you have to have like that routine because uh you know like Kelly and I we we do workouts at home especially since the pandemic mm-hmm. we used to have our own separate gym memberships or whatever but um the uh the pandemic we we started doing these things shout out to bully juice I, I want to have that guy on here he's like a ex-military guy who does these like jail workouts that are like, you know, just use your body. You don't right. need any weights. But it's been really great. we got the kids doing it to make up for lack of gym class and stuff. But uh, anyways, just working out with a spouse is definitely, it's just way more fun. You both get to 100%. high five at the end, like right on, you know, and then you yeah. both. Also,
1: it keeps the relationship good. But uh, yeah, so at the end of it, uh, we weren't communicating. She uh, she found somebody else. and Yeah. Uh, so, uh, then and you he... had kids already, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah yeah we 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 started early because we wanted the kids to be by the time they moved out, we wanted to still be young enough to 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 enjoy uh, having Dude, that was my old plan. Nest. I mean it still works because I don't plan new. on having any kids oh, so, there you uh... go.
0: I didn't either. <laughs> I'm just saying no because i uh, I had my son when I was well I didn't have him, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. My son was born when i I guess I was twenty two or three somewhere around there yeah. and my daughter when I was twenty five and I was married for five years. similar thing. you just kind of you know drifted apart. Um, yeah, but now it's, it's honestly the best because we're one of these like modern families where we don't like hang out a bunch, but I find myself more and more when we interact me and my, my ex and I, um, it's more like when we first started hanging out and we were like friends, you know, and, and again, we don't chill all the time or anything, but like everything is very copacetic when it comes to dealing with the kids. Like yeah. everybody, we all just want our, the kids to do well. And, and, and her, her husband's a good dude and, and, you know, everything's just kind of the way that I think a lot of people struggle to, to have that yeah. kind of a, so I'm very grateful that I've been able to move forward and everybody is happy in their own right. You yeah.
1: know? Took me a while to, it took me a while to be happy. I was a very angry person for a, a long time after that. Cause again, I was, I was happy and comfortable. <clears throat> she was unhappy and uncomfortable. So, uh, so when it, so when it all fell apart it was like i was okay with this it's kind of a relief yeah yeah. it wasn't a relief for me it was a definitely a relief for her uh and yeah we we are very great we're very good co-parents uh, nice i wouldn't say we're friends but we are very good co-parents. but you're amicable you're not like very venomous. we can definitely be around each other no, we have no laughs we still involved. share yeah. inside jokes uh, uh the guy she's with is amazing to my kids and he's a really nice go. guy that's all you can hope for man so yeah. it's like yeah, it's like we're we're not having dinner parties, but uh I can definitely spend uh, an afternoon at a kids recital sitting next to her without being hurt or angry. Yeah. Cuz uh yeah, it took a while but uh and yeah. now
0: now you have that plan still where you can be like in your early 40s or whatever and your kids might yeah, be doing Yeah, cuz that's
1: just it. That's the that was my everybody plan. I date is just like uh uh kids are not a priority. Dating is so hard now simply because everybody I'm meeting is in this uh, time in their life where it's like they're they're, they're all picking in the, rush up the now. pieces or something they're either picking yeah. up the pieces or they're like oh my time's running out and it's like i've been married i had a good marriage for we were together for 13 years 11 of which was amazing so i've had a happy marriage i know what that's like and i've had it you're not in a i have rush. kids yeah. i have it i they're amazing kids i didn't fuck up on any of that everything i wanted to accomplish in life i did and so well, relationship wise, <laughs> uh, I did that. So everybody I meet now who are all like, oh, like we're going to move in and get married. Like, I mean, maybe I have no desire for that. It's like I just want to wake up in the morning and think you- about somebody. And I want them to when they the, the, when they win free tickets to a concert, they're like, Oh, I'd like to go with Tim. I want to be the first thought. Yeah. But, I, but I, that's as far as I want to be. Like, I don't want you to start planning what house we're going to buy. Well, that's I don't want you getting of rid of my shit. Like, it might be inevitable.
0: Five, you know, a couple years later, like somebody, if you like, you have to give and take if, if you want to, you know, I don't know. But, I that,
1: but that's my issue right now is I'm happy and I'm comfortable. Yeah, you and gotta do and you, comfort yeah. is dangerous because it's like, oh, yeah, you can put effort into a really great relationship or not because I'm still happy.
0: Yeah. But will you be when you're like 60 if you're still single? And, I don't know. I'll then... deal with that when
1: I'm 60. I, I don't know. Like I'm seeing somebody now. I've seen amazing – like the the, the 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 women I've dated have been incredible and uh, just amazing women. And none of them uh, – none. it's no bad breakups, just some some rougher breakups. But it's yeah. still like – but mostly because of this uh, I want more than you want type things. And, don't and don't I'm sure I've, I've lost on amazing uh, relationships, I'm sure where it's like if I had put in a little bit more effort. But it was one of those things where it's like I've spent my whole life chasing a prize where it's like, yeah, I need to work hard to make this person want to be with me. That the bitterness of it is I no longer want – I want to be the prize. I won't be the prize. I don't have a boat, a bunch of money, and abs – Uh, I have nice eyes. My hair is on point lately. Uh, I'm funny and I'm nice. I'm kind. I have a whole bunch of other things, but so does a bunch of other people. And some of them have boats and abs. So it's like, (laughs) I understand I'm not the prize, but I'd like to feel like I'm the prize. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the lucky person in the, in the relationship. I want both of us to be the lucky person. I want to treat someone like a queen but they need to treat me like a king. I don't want to be a servant to a queen. Yeah. I, I still want to be—I want to be equals in, in, in that thing. And unfortunately, I don't have the currency for that. Mm. Uh, so it's like the people I date deserve somebody who will dote on them and give them this stuff. A hundred percent, they do. Uh, but I'm not willing to give it because I want to feel special. It's a really sick thing that's happening <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> Damn,
0: that was like therapy session right
1: there. Oh, 100%. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because I'm just like, how many other people feel this way? Especially men. Like, We have spent so much time being told that you need to be good for your woman to want to be with you. My relationship broke up because my ex didn't want to be with me anymore. That's what happened. I was happy with the relationship. I was happy with what was going on. It ended because she... Didn't want what was going on. okay. I am still the reason it ended in the eyes of everybody I know. I didn't end the relationship. I was okay with but, what was yeah, going that's on weird. But I am the problem in our breakup.
0: Because they see because I unhappy. should
1: be putting in an effort for her. Yeah, nobody takes into account that she didn't make any more of an effort for like when she. Well, no, when but she by was implying
0: inc- that you were happy, some people will consider, oh, well, that must mean that she was doing her part. And uh, yeah, that's I was happy and comfortable. Yeah, yeah, but that's why you're getting fucked over because people are saying that's the opposite of, of what she's able to say. A hundred percent,
1: because that's just it's those situations where it's like, oh, if you're unhappy because of this, this, and this. Uh, she was unhappy because of A, B, and C. We weren't doing enough activities. We weren't doing... Yeah. She didn't put forth activities to do or any of these other things, but because it was my job to put forth those things.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: so, I mean...
0: But that's just the dynamic in your relationship. Exactly. You got to you know, you gotta discuss it. Also,
1: and... I'm super stubborn about that shit where it's like, uh, it's a, it might be one of the reasons I'm a comic, but it's the pushback. Yeah. Where it's like, I love doing things for people. Until they ask me to do those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. As soon as you ask me to do something, I no longer want to. If you never mention anything, I will take you out. Well, it's... I will pay for things. I will do all sorts of stuff. But once you're like, oh, hey, uh, do you want to go to this concert? No, not anymore. Now that you asked for it, now that it's not a surprise, now it's not. Now that it's not a gift from me, I don't want it anymore. This motherfucker Which is on. so sick. No, I know exactly it's what you're saying. It's a sickness.
0: Because, like, if you... Give somebody a present, it's great. It's such a nice feeling at Christmas or whatever it may be. But if someone says, "Hey, hey, did you ha- do you have my present?" It's like,
1: yeah, I'm gonna take. It's this like pack. I
0: don't want to give you your present no more. Man, I'm struggling to get this carnage back up on here.
1: Yeah, I don't think Let's it's happening anymore. Yeah, he should face me.
0: He's just riding on it
1: now. So, how do we get into this? You asked me if I liked peanut M Ms.
0: No, we kind of went through the stuff. I mean, I, I was gonna bring up, <laughs> I was gonna bring up parenting too, but I feel like there's so much other stuff. I was nerdy stuff I wanted to talk to you about, and we're yeah, we're you gave
1: like. everybody a warning that it's gonna yeah. get super nerdy. We didn't talk about shit. So.
0: Um, uh, first we should at least mention Codenames Live. Code Names
1: Live, my show. I'm so proud of it. I came on and it was
0: so fun. It was like one of the funnest things I've done in a very long time. Oh, so if you get you. an invite to go on Tim's game show, I guess you call it a game that's show. Yeah, I call it a game show. Um, do it because you'll feel like an absolute idiot for sure. But, that's the point. We all are all so idiots. it's so fun. Yeah. Because it's a hard game. Uh, unless, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the, be- the more you play it, the better you get. Because, uh, nope, Brendan it's, that's and his not the type of game. wife this. seemed better in my opinion. We nope. beat them, but.
1: The, uh. Okay, so Codenames for those who don't know what Codenames is. Yes, it's explain. an amazing board game uh, that's touted as a party game, but it's definitely one of those games where it's like it's not going to be raucous. You're not going to be around the table yelling hooting, ho- like you're it's it's a thinky game. Yeah. Because the whole point and and to what you were saying, uh as good as you are at the game, it only matters who your partner is. Yeah, because the game clue, isn't yeah. being good at making connections. The game is Being good at making connections, your partner will know. Yeah. And so it's more about how well you can communicate to your partner than it is the actual game itself. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, code names, uh, you have 25 words on a table, and uh, one team has nine uh, words to find, and one team has eight words to find. And uh, the team captain, yeah, well, it's because the person, the team that goes first has an advantage. Uh, So they have to find one more word. Yeah. So. Uh, you have to make connections. The, th- the story of the game is so dumb where it's like you're a spy team, like yeah, in True Lies. And really. you're at the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to the, the the party at the big mansion where he's like got the tuxedo and he goes in and he's got to make contact with somebody. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. It's like you got two teams of spies trying to make contact with their team of spies that are at the party. But all communication has gone down. And so you have to use broadband communications, like a walkie-talkie or something. And because that can be intercepted, you need to talk in code so the other team doesn't know who your spies are. That's the conceit of the game. It's kind of ridiculous, but yeah. It's so insane. But the point of the game is you have to come up with a single word to connect as many of those cards as possible. Uh, The example I give all the time is if a card is uh, cats, dogs, and mouse then as the spy master, you would say Animals 3, which means that there are three cards that I have linked with the term Animals. That so are that ours was, that we're trying yeah, to Yeah, that propose. are ours, yeah. that are not somebody else's. Because that's a
0: huge thing I got to interject here. That's what screwed me over the most is you get so intent on looking at your own words and what kind of connections you're going to make that you totally forget to look at the opponent's words and and some you, of
1: them match the their clue animals you too gave. or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that that was where I got really messed up. Uh, that was probably my biggest fault. But
1: but uh, and I love the game because that's that's just base level. That's how you explain the rules. You're like, okay, cat, dog, mouse. Yeah, you're never going to get. Cat, dog, mouse, and those be the only animals on the board. It's never going to happen.
0: Even the clue is too easy. It's it's like, how do you connect a lamp with a giraffe and a bush?
1: The example I I give for that, because I would like to keep the animals thing going, I'm like, look, the clue is likely still going to be animals three, but it's going to be for octopus, phoenix, and drummer. Because I'm going to try to get you, like, one of them's a real animal, one's a fictitious animal, and on The Muppet Show, the drummer's name is oh, Animal. Shit. See, and I so you've got to make... Exactly. So if you know your partner can make those distant links, we call them secondary and tertiary links for the, for the, the ones that... Because we, we play a lot, so we've got terms for shit. Yeah. But there are simple links, which are... this. You compound the word. So it's like a oh, snow... Oh, yeah, cram it all in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so snow and then plow is there. Snow plow. That's a single link. It's part of the term but snow uh you put rapper or oh yeah yeah or informer, informer. or yeah. something like that it's like that's a secondary thing where it's like it's not part of the word but it's directly related yeah. and then there are some like animal for drummer where it's like you have to go down the road a little bit
0: and we should also say that um amongst the squares of which words <laughs> on them yeah. there's also some that are just neutral which just end your turn yeah. but that still sucks and then there's one black card that's like an assassin where yeah. you just lose the whole round or the mm-hmm. game or whatever you call it
1: if anybody chooses the assassin, the game is over so right to, away. Yeah,
0: very careful. Not only if, – if you give bad clues, not only will your partner possibly pick one of the other spies for the other team helping them out and ending yeah. your turn. Yeah. But they might pick that assassin. and then. You
1: Which just, happens a lot. Yeah. Especially. We did it like at
0: the beginning of oh, one of Oh, did you ours. do it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So anyone, anyway, yeah. Uh, it's on Twitch, right? Or Twitch, YouTube as well? Uh, uh,
1: no, it's not only on Twitch. Uh, we might be editing them into actual game show shows. I, I have yeah. put up clips on my own personal YouTube. Okay. But uh, the show itself is uh, Mondays at 8 and Thursdays at 8.30. Uh, eight th- the Thursday show is what we call the all-star show because it's the, the, it's the main cast. Yeah, it's yeah. me, Brendan McKeegan, Logan Avery Cooper, Jason Hattrick uh, with host Evan Abrams. Cause the whole, oh, the, so you don't host on those. Hosts. I don't host on cool, Thursdays. Cool. Uh, that was the original idea of the show because uh, I love British panel quiz shows so eight out of ten cats or uh would i lie to you or that type of stuff okay i love that stuff but i never wanted to be the host i never wanted to be jimmy carr i always wanted to be the team captain because jimmy carr's got he's got a script he's got to follow he's he's got to maintain order and he's got yeah it's not as fun yeah he's got to like make the show run he's got to keep the trains on time yeah Uh, whereas the team captain just gets to have fun. And so I wanted to be the See, team I, captain it's actually quite stressful. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I love it. And so I'm like uh, we were we were developing a live version of this and then COVID hit and I'm like okay no, it works Evan perfectly. was like, we can totally do this on Twitch, so let's do it there. And I'm Yeah, because like, okay. they,
0: they found a way to basically make the board game into a digitized version. Yeah,
1: we got super lucky with that too, because we were using some really fucking jonky thing. Somebody had made their own thing and it looked awful. But That's it turns a- out CGE, the company that makes codenames, they uh, they in they right now they have the game in beta if you go to codenames.game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because
0: when I brought my friend Jesse on, I hadn't seen him in quite a while, and as soon as we started playing, he said what I was thinking where he's like, this is bringing on some crazy anxiety because, you know, like not only are you trying to answer or or give clues or whatever, but you're also... You've got, I had a separate computer in front of me to make sure that I'm putting the clues in for my partner digitally. Yeah, um, and then you're also trying to check the comments section because oh. they're they're giving you clues. And so it's, that's
1: my favorite part about the Twitch experience. It's
0: Multitasking, to say the
1: least. Because the, the people in the chat are like giving their answers too, and uh, so the players oh, are like reading on in the you chat. When you, when you <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's cheating. It's like it's not cheating. They don't know the answers either. Yeah, they, like could, they could be wrong. They, they could, could send be you totally you wrong. Astray. Yeah. But uh, but then our our players uh, they cheat all the time by uh, if someone's struggling they go you should look in the chat
0: yeah because <laughs> you know how hard been... it is to look in the chat when you're already stressing uh, especially oh, in the speed round anyways um i i want to just do a little board game talk uh not too much because i know some people probably even oh, yeah. even the geeks who like this shit will yeah. get turned off if we talk about board games for too long but um i just want to say what we're like maybe let's say three board games you've discovered in the last year and if oh, you God. can put them into these categories i was thinking one game that's good with the family one that's a good intermediate game that's sort of you know if you've only ever played like the run of the mill maybe maybe King of Tokyo or something but yeah. just stepping it up and then the one that's like crazy for like deep deep board
1: gamers oh god uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do in the last year because I uh, well, I am I I'm, I'm, I'm am a deep deep board gamer um, just your faves then whatever. <laughs> Yeah, my the the ones that have really hit the table uh, lately is uh, it's so weird. My my youngest daughter, she's nine, but we play Claustrophobia sixteen forty three. It's like a dungeon crawler. It's a dungeon crawl, but it's it's like uh, it's a two player only. Oh, weird. And so you have the adventurer who controls four people, and then you have the dungeon master who controls all the monsters. The horde, yeah. And so she. I obviously I do like a a basic version of it. We don't add all the extra shit, but it's, it's just like a roll your dice stuff. But the way that they do it is so insanely good. Like you roll your dice and then you assign your dice. She, so she'll have four dice for her four adventurers and you roll them and then you assign those to each of them because each line, one, two, three, four, five, six has different stats on it. Hmm. And so you have to decide which one you want to move faster, who's going to hit harder, Interesting. or maybe you just rolled four ones and now all of these are doing the same thing.
0: That's cool, though. That's a good yeah.
1: system. But what's amazing about it is when we're playing, if I hit you, the hit points are you have to put a skull on one of those lines, blocking it. So if I hit your player for two hit points, oh, you, lose you get rid, you, you get to choose, but let's say now you, you chose the two and the four. So now if you roll a two and a four, yeah, you screwed. can't use it on that person or he's stunned. That sounds cool. It's such a good game, uh, but very expensive. Very Well,
0: uh, yeah, that's something that's been curbing my board game purchases. It's cost, obviously, but I've also tried to make a stand against buying games with unpainted miniatures because as someone who's oh, actually God. a decent painter. That's all of them. Yeah, but I'm a decent painter, so it drives me nuts that I just don't have the time and, right. the, and the energy anymore at this point. My I can't life.
1: paint at all, so I, I always play with naked miniatures anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can still do it. I don't hate it, but I, it's, I mean, there's too many board games to buy already, so it was easy to make right, that yeah. distinction for me and be like, you know what? If it's got like 100 minis and they're all unpainted, it's just yeah. going to bug me. Whereas like that game we were talking about, Unmatched, them, uh, by them, I mean the figures in that those uh, boxes. I don't mind them because they're... Basic, you don't. You only have the one guy on the board, anyways, and they at least throw a nice wash on it. So yeah. you get all these details at least. It just looks like it's fuck carnage. You're staying down. Um, <laughs> it just looks like uh, you know uh, at least a little more detailed, and and it just fits the style of the game. So very yeah. very rarely I'll find something like that. But anyways, if there's any other. Uh,
1: oh yeah, I saw it on your shelf. Uh, when I play with all with both girls, we play Horrified. Horrified has been Horrified's really hitting the cool. table a lot. It's uh it's uh, yeah if you want that middleweight thing where you can teach anybody but it's still interesting Uh, let me tell you my
0: problem with horrified
1: oh you have a problem with horrified
0: i have it like i i own it because it's cool and and kelly loves it but it's the same problem i have with all co-op games yeah i've heard people talking about uh, someone quarterbacking yeah there's always somebody who knows the best decision you should make and as soon as they say it out loud you feel like oh well yeah i'm just gonna let uh, the team down if uh
1: the trick to that is uh don't fucking play with those people (laughs) That's the that's all you gotta do. Well, you gotta the, be like, the other
0: trick is finding semi co op games where you have an ultimate goal that it's in your best so interest your to work stuff. together, but you can also stab each other in the back. So like Dead of Winter. Or there was a game called Cutthroat Caverns. I, used to
1: I love Cutthroat Caverns. Caverns. That's, that's not That's not up. a semi co op game at all. Well it pretends to need to, to be. fight
0: together to get Oh the yeah, monsters. So it's there is one of that. my
1: favorites. Oh, I love that game. Uh, I sold it because
0: I didn't see enough table time. But
1: Oh no, uh, we stopped playing it because uh, my brother gets really fucking heated when he plays that. Uh, and so we're like, no, nah, it gets... It, I've we, heard that about the game. We hate yeah. each other at the end uh, At the end of that uh, it's uh, I'm not hyper competitive in any board games except Catan for some reason. Weird. I still never played. Catan. I love Catan. Uh, it, it's where I started, and it might be the reason why I'm hyper competitive in it. Where it's just like that's my game. Like ever since 1998, I've been playing Catan, Crazy. and from 98 to 2004, I played it weekly wow. uh, with a with a bunch of people, and so it was like uh, it, it, that's what started me. It was so funny. It was like Settlers of Catan for like seven years, and that's it. And then when I moved here, uh, there are other to buy, games. Well, that's just it. I walked in because I wanted to get a five- to six-player expansion because we had a group of friends coming. And when I went in, I saw Killer Bunnies. And I'm like, oh, cool, Killer Bunnies. And so I bought that. And both those games, like Catan's, I I don't understand the hate for it. I think it's a fucking fantastic game. But Killer Bunnies is a dumb game. It's It's super fun, but it's super dumb. Uh, Um,
0: Catan, I, I can tell you why at least I don't like it. I mean, again, I'm saying this as someone who's never played it. There was an initial pushback for me, just being like, "Oh, it's like the new Monopoly. It's the game that always gets mentioned by everybody." And it just yeah. that that puts me off. I'm always an underdog kind of guy. Um, yeah. But also the theme. When I can play a zombie game or a superhero game, I don't want to do agriculture. You would
1: hate my collection.
0: agriculture. What?
1: Uh, my collection is not for you. Uh, oh, you'd I mean, hate a coming lot of over. Agriculture oh. games. I, I do. I have a lot of agriculture games. Isn't uh, there like
0: Casserone? Isn't that another one?
1: Uh, no, I hate that one. Uh, Is that agriculture? It's not, no, no, it's not. Uh, there's a there's Agricola and Caverna that are uh, agriculture oh, yeah, based. Oh yeah. uh, Heartland's my favorite one. It's out of print. Don't look for it. It's ugly, and you're not going to find it. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm I'm a big Euro heavy guy. Like trading in the Mediterranean, fucking weird, uh, weird kings and queens shit that has you nothing like, to like do with kings and queens. Love worker placement. My favorite genre or theme my favorite theme is rich people activities so viticulture and vinos, where you run either of a, a vineyard or you run a winemaking so you, like, you would like
0: an equestrian <clears throat> game or like croquet or i something.
1: may it depends it depends on the game like because the gallerist is one of my favorite games and it's a game by Vital lacerda and the whole premise of the game is you run a prestigious art House. oh i've heard of this and you display art to sell and you discover artists and you develop their talent and you also buy and sell major works of art on the international market it is such a fucking highbrow theme it's almost snooty yeah well that's and it's the snootier the better for me like there's a they just remade rococo which is you uh, you sell dresses to 16th century uh french Princes and princesses uh, at a ball. That's wow. the fucking theme of the game. It's like, oh my I'm God. Not gonna
0: lie, it's not pulling me in. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But
1: uh, oh, there's so much fun. And you fun. find
0: people to play these with you? 100%. No,
1: there's so much fun. Uh, but uh, in that vein, uh, one that may interest you that I thought was really, really cool but definitely interests you in the way that you should come over and I'll play it with you, is a a game that just, just came out. I mean, technically it's out next week, but the Kickstarter delivered and I have that. But it's a game called Smartphone Inc. And it's Mm -hmm. you you play a smartphone manufacturer and you're dealing with uh, distributing cell phones across the globe. That's the game. (laughs) And it is so much fun. All right, and it's it's fucking cool as shit. I love I've
0: it. I've learned that with mine. I, I told you before we like games where we can have a couple beers and like, yeah. but not games that are devoid of strategy by any means. Like hmm. I, I think most of our games have a lot. No, of strategy.
1: I, I like a. I don't own most of these just because I like I said I don't like direct combat. I like a puzzle more than I like.
0: Yeah, see, I'm a skirmish combat. gamer in a lot of ways, but um, I I like as far as theme or it's a genre I guess. I'm I'm always like a big Ameritrash game. Yeah. So like anything that's like garishly colorful and looks like a comic book. I'm already like reading the back of the box Um, and games and quite vice versa. If I see a game and I flip over the box and the layout looks like drab and boring, I'm like done. Not even going to play. I don't care what it's about.
1: That's the stuff I pick up right away i like Concordia. Like, the the Concordia. more boring, the better. Is this game beige? Oh, let's <laughs> check this out. I, I need, I need more. This one's plaid. Oh God! Uh, no, that's just it. Like, I'll send you a picture of my board game collection. Yeah, I've seen uh, it
0: actually. I think I saw your shelf. You store them all like... vertical too, which was like a yeah. Well, it's because
1: also uh, I make, uh, I make my own tuck boxes. I make it uh, like Do you everything. Have one of those everything board is game tables. No,
0: I fucking know one of those so bad.
1: I was going to get one, but the dining room table I have now, I love and it's like an, a rare Australian wood, but oh, nice. it's it's the way that it's set up is you know how you like you pull them out, you can add an extra leaf. Yeah. Well, this one it's you pull it out, com- you pull the whole top completely, and the other one is recessed and uh-huh. it has a thing. So it's massive. And so long. it doubles. Wow. And it's like okay, there's just no way because sometimes you want to play like Captain Sonar with eight people. Yeah. And it's like nobody has a table that plays Captain Sonar. I've never heard of it, full, but I can. Captain, I believe you would love Captain Sonar. It's a real time. I'm sure you st- can it, send me a
0: list of games. <clears throat> oh,
1: 100%. Captain Sonar is like, you play basically like this. There's a big board here. Uh, that goes across the table. So you can't see each other's things. And you are running a submarine. It's a submarine. Oh, that sounds cool. So you are hunting each other. And you've got uh, one person who's taking care of the map. One person who's taking care of the radar. some uh, uh, All this stuff. And you're just like, oh, we're trying to hit and like a fire. And then you say, OK, we fired at this quadrant. And then you guys like have to stop. Ship. It's basically. <laughs> it, but but on a completely different yeah. level. They amped and it up. yeah. To really play it. The best way, you got to play with eight people, four yeah. people on each side of the table. So you need And who the really fuck long. has a yeah. table like that? It's like, I have a table like that. Nice. Yeah, well,
0: I, I like the the official board game ones I've seen online because I do like something about the recessed, like sunken yeah. in. Uh, and it's got, like, the felt lining or whatever. The whole idea of like, I can coasters. keep the game set up. Although drinks near games is always something that freaks me out. Oh, yeah. I used to give so many. This is the funniest thing. I would give so many lectures at the beginning of every board game night, and I would always be the fucker to spill every yeah. time. It's just karma or something. I
1: stopped doing all of that stuff. Uh, Do you, you sleeve? Do you sleeve? Depends on the game.
0: Yeah, same here. But yeah, generally, I'd say there's twenty percent of my shelf that's not sleeve.
1: Because oh, me, it's the other. Uh, me, it's completely opposite. Like, I want they,
0: them to last. I want to be able to play them with my kids in 20 well, years. Well, the, the whatever, thing you
1: know? is, you got to look at how much you play something, right? Like, Star Realms is sleeved because that's shuffling all the time and yeah, it gets played a lot sure. because it's a quick game. Yeah. But, uh, like. It's also how
0: neurotic are you, though?
1: Yeah. It's so, like, I'm not going to you know, sleeve. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Galarus doesn't have any cards, but what have. But Concordia has cards in it. But I don't sleeve Concordia cards because they don't get shuffled that often. Yeah, because when they, you get deals that, that let
0: you know, like, oh, that's that card. I right. know now because it's got that signature scratch. On the right corner, and then that becomes a problem. You can then sleeve with, uh, with dark sleeves, but once anyway. you
1: once you get to above 150 games, that's not going to be an issue for you anymore because yeah, you're I not going to remember what cards. I, you know what? Thanked. I don't
0: think I will. I don't think I will. We've made a or I've made a, a habit of always selling shit that doesn't oh, get played, good. and also. Um, I try not to affect our regular budget with nerd shit. I always try to sell yeah. nerdy stuff. And it's not always board games. I'll sell like old cards I have yeah. or, or something else. But I try to recycle my nerdiness into new things.
1: Uh, I The last uh, the last three years, I was actively collecting and speculating. I didn't pay for a game.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you do it right. It's the same yeah. way with a lot of miniatures painters. They just paint other people's shit and then they yeah. don't pay for anything. But you need a lot of time. I know a guy, um, shout out to Jason. Um, he He's supposed to come on here eventually. But he really used to just do this as a hobby and now he's he's a dad stay-at-home dad like me but he's turned it into like where he's making he told yeah. me a couple grand a month like I think spraying uh, he's got an airbrush and he does everything top-notch now and wow. he's, yeah he's doing live streams and teaching people how to paint and stuff so it's pretty cool to see him uh, in his element uh, let's keep the nerdiness going we'll move away from board games but I wanted to talk about Battle.com yes because, and Paul Ash is the guy that puts this on originally yeah right? Paul
1: Ash is the creator of Battle.com Yeah.
0: so Battle.com it reminds me a lot of a show I used to watch on YouTube called Movie Fights I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, screen but screen junkies, they did yeah, it. The same um, idea. But it's, yeah, it was, they would talk about movies, but it was always veering into superhero movies, the argument. Yeah. So it was basically, but it's like debates, right? com comedic debates. micro
1: debates. We, we, we make sure that people understand that these are, these are micro debates. This is not Fast like the debaters. Uh, if you took the debaters, half hour show, and turned it into five minutes. That's what Battlecom is. Okay, so it's, it's not like movie fights then, because they no. would argue for like fifteen. Oh minutes. no no yeah. no! So the way it works is uh, you have battlegrounds, and that is the the thing you're debating. So uh, what? Who's the best superhero villain? Or uh, who would have? Who should have played uh, Professor X? Yeah, yeah. If, if Patrick Stewart wasn't available, that type of stuff. Cool. Um, and uh, like code names, it is an entertainment show first, and then. The game second yeah so so, just have fun uh, so you have fun with it and yeah. be funny it doesn't matter how accurate you are in fact the, the way we explain it to new people playing the game is when you get your question uh being accurate is here being funny will beat you doesn't matter doesn't matter if that's, how that's, accurate you are the funny guy will beat you
0: that would irk the nerd with the good argument exactly yeah. so the
1: only way to win uh, the beat the funny guy is to be funny and accurate so if you can pull that off oh, you're nice. going to win yeah, the yeah that's round.
0: the pent ultimate <clears throat> sort of yeah. but
1: it's very very quick uh, like the second you get a laugh you fucking you bail because you need to save stuff for later because mm. the way it works and I love the balance of this is you have an answer to your topic so how would you survive a zombie apocalypse Uh, What's the best way to survive a zombie apocalypse? My answer for that question is, oh, yeah, get bitten right away. Turn into a zombie immediately. Like, just fucking just go. And so that's my answer. That's already known. That is a known property. Paul knows that. He announces it at the beginning of the round. Nobody's surprising anybody with any answers. The answers are already given. So I defend why I think that is the best strategy then somebody else is like, oh, get an RV and a bunch of guns. And so they'll defend an RV and a bunch of guns. And within 10, 15 seconds, you're done. You do your quick argument, get your laugh, and then you stop talking. And then the audience votes on who they think did better oh, in that so round. Oh, there's no rebuttal? Well, we're getting there. Okay, okay, So they'll vote, and whoever wins gets a point. And it's a best two out of three. So the second round,
0: you're now you're trashing, you're say. picking apart yeah, that yeah. guy.
1: What's fun about that is... Everybody's known. You know your answer because you you were given the que- you were given the battleground a week ahead of time. So you've had time to write jokes. Yeah, but you don't know that guy's answer. So yeah. the second round is completely adaptation adaptation to what that guy just said. That's fun, uh, which is super super. It's fun. improv exactly. Yeah. Uh, so if they uh, so if they end up winning. And you won the first round. Now it's a tie. We go to what's called a free-for-all round, which is you can talk about their shit, you can talk about your shit, or you can talk about whatever you want. Go on some new... Because again, who wants to be... You just have to be entertaining. Yeah. And then whoever wins goes up against somebody else. You don't get to change your answer.
0: Oh, you have, you have now, if fans. you've
1: played three rounds... Oh, shit. You have gone through a lot of your material.
0: Yeah. On but, you, this but you'll topic. be up against different characters or arguments. Yeah, so you'll you be up against adapt. a different
1: argument, but the first round is always yeah. me defending my point.
0: And you're trying to hold on to your point. And you've guns.
1: already heard my point at least twice. Yeah. And then when you win, you get retired, luckily, but you come back at the end of the round if you win two rounds. You come back at the end of the round to defend your title and see who wins the round. Hmm. So now... You're fucking telling people why you're right a third time, so you have to fucking write so many good jokes to be able to survive Battlecom. Yeah, that it's and like be one of the for anything kind exactly. Of. Yeah. Sounds it's, fun. It's dope. sounds intense. but It's very dope, and that's on Fridays at eight p.m. And 8 that
0: I, I was gonna say, you also like mc at Comic Cons and stuff too. Yeah,
1: right? that's one of my coolest. You were like gigs. the.
0: Master of ceremonies for what? Montreal or Ottawa? Uh,
1: Montreal and Ottawa, both there of them. There you go. Uh, and uh, yeah, I do the celebrity. Uh, you met a lot of celebs. The, the celebrity Q and A's. So when you go oh, watch nice. a celebrity answer questions, I'm the moderator.
0: That's, That's awesome. It. Yeah. That must have been exciting. To it's meet pretty a lot dope. Of yeah. Geeky idols.
1: Yeah. Uh like oh who, God. Who did you You want, get you want to, to hear a fun with? story about uh, meeting your idols? Okay. Uh, you
0: know what? We don't normally do this. I have to piss. So bad. I got to pee so bad. I've been holding it. Can we're we're we, gonna take can a break. You don't have to stop anything. Just keep it going. Okay, we're back. Sorry, we both had to pee. Uh, so bad, too. Heard, like, so. I, I
1: pushed it. I, oh, like, I was holding I, like, I was
0: going an accident. I had trouble <laughs> walking up
1: the stairs.
0: Um, Okay, well, we're still talking about nerdy stuff at this point. Uh, we were talking about Battle.com, yeah. so I want to keep going with that. We're not going to do that format, because that sounds much more complicated than I, what I had in mind here. But I did have a couple mini-debates. We We already had debates. Oh, no. These are specific. Oh, these are specific debates. debates. And I guess I guess just pick which side you want to argue for. And we'll just Mm. do like a quick. I don't know. We don't really need a timer, but just make your best point. I can do this. Yeah. Okay. so the first debate or this is actually more of just an open question. This one actually Um, start. Which Star Trek crew member do you think would make the best Jedi? Oh, God. Isn't that a rad question? I thought that
1: was pretty cool. Oh, my God. Spock. I don't know enough about Star Trek. Spock? I don't know. No, not Spock. Yeah, he's too cold. You need heart to be a Jedi. No, actually, that's the opposite. That's why I I didn't like the Jedi. The Jedi are like uh, cold, emotionless people. I'm like, first of all, if you really want to talk about something, the Jedi has never come off to me as the good guys. I have never... Been able to watch well, more and so than the
0: Empire by in, by what metric? The Empire's like space Nazis; they just go around conquering everything and annexing yes, planets. Yes, but
1: Jedi is space Al Qaeda.
0: How so? They save people and shit a lot of time. They're so do Al Qaeda altruistic.
1: Yeah, I get. Hmm. Uh, they, they, they are they, people. They say the Jedi always seemed like a terrorist organization to me, simply because it's because I'm I'm North American, where it's like if I actually look at the system that I'm in that I'm happy with, we are so much more like the Empire than we ever were for the Jedi. Yeah, like the, the Jedi, Jedi is definitely the people who are rising up, and I am not rising. The rebellion. Up. Yeah, it depends on what's going on in the world. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I would. But <laughs> uh, so the anyway, Jedi to, okay. 100 <laughs> percent. I don't agree. I think the. What Jedi, are you talking
1: about, Luke? Luke flew a thing. plane into the Death Star.
0: It's funny actually that you say this because I pl- I still play uh, Star Wars Battlefront from 2016 yeah? or whatever it was. It came out. I play There's still enough people playing the online. And when you get a hero token, you can choose to be one of the various heroes. You pick Luke, and when he does. Uh, his force or maybe i don't know when it was just running around when you get yeah. near a stormtrooper he says don't make me kill you <laughs> and i'm like what that doesn't sound like luke at all
1: yeah but, but no it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like yeah, yeah. no no th- yeah they're not bad people they just flew a plane and destroyed an entire building okay let's get back to the,
0: the, the point <laughs> ahead Star Trek crew member that would make a good Jedi. So maybe are you are you backing up the Spock choice then, or Worf? Well, maybe? I
1: mean, Spock, uh, like classically Jedi, I think Spock is closer to
0: Worf. Is very honor bound, but he's he gives into his rage too much. Yeah, he, he would go Sith for sure.
1: I, what I think, uh, yeah, I think I think Sith and Jedi. Data
0: doesn't count. He's like a C three P O. He's yeah he's a different character in that story.
1: But uh, <laughs> maybe you know who might be who's
0: got boyish charm and a lot. Don't, of not if you say <laughs> Will Wheaton. No. Ensign Wesley Crusher, he's no. basically like Farm Boy Luke. If you look at him, man, he's got the no, same. He's more like eyed... Anakin. He
1: is more Anakin than fucking.
0: I don't think his character was ever very dark on Star Trek. He was frustrated. No, no, but Teenage neither was angst. Anakin. Well, he was in the, in in the second one, three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean baby, baby Anakin? Yeah, I'm talking okay. about
1: like fucking. I like pod racing, and I have lots of friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess, but then he was still a badass <laughs> Jedi later, so you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, you, uh, so you have
1: no no choice. Not particularly. I was at, at first I thought Riker, but again, it's just one of those things. He's hot to like, trot,
0: though. He I, loses his cool. He's kind of... Uh,
1: I know, but if we're being honest, again, from an entertainment point of view, the reasons that I like Star Wars are not the people who are good Jedis. I don't find Yoda interesting. I didn't find Obi-Wan Kenobi interesting. Who I found interesting were people dealing with... Things people yeah. who are dealing with, even things. Luke,
0: he's like on the cusp for a Luke 100. Yeah. Like Luke's story, Return of uh, the Jedi is amazing for them. First
1: of all, if you really uh, my favorite is uh, there's that guy who uh, who he, there's an order to watch them in if you've never seen them before, yeah, yeah. watch them in this specific. Well, I saw order. a guy the other day,
0: he said why all the titles should actually be Aria. oh, yeah, that was funny, that was <laughs> really too. good, yeah.
1: Uh, but no, but it's uh, you watch uh, episode uh, four, five. Uh, no wait, you don't watch four first. You watch. Rip. I think it's you watch episode seven, then four, five.
0: Sounds bananas.
1: And then uh, wants eight to and start nine. Start with seven. Ugh. No, but the I can't. Re- it's on the internet. You'll be able to find it like a specific order, and it makes for a better told story. There are more surprises. There are more turns. Uh, like a classically Shakespearean storytelling. Hmm. If you watch it in that order, one. You get to uh, you're going to watch um, you're going to watch Luke become a powerful Jedi, and then you're going to go and where he realizes that uh, Darth Vader is his father, and then you're going to go back in time, and you're going to watch what when you watch it like this, Anakin go through the exact same. Life, the exact same choices, the exact same circumstances, and choose another path. So litera- right. in a in a literary standpoint, you're telling uh, uh, z- stories that are the same, but with people who made different choices. Yeah. And from a literary point of view, much more interesting to watch. Because now, it's not this guy versus that guy. This is the same person. Luke could very easily have been darth Earth vader yeah. and darth vader could easily have been luke skywalker yeah. it was decisions they made in their life when you when well, you and when,
0: manipulation from palpatine for sure well, in, that's, in anakin's yeah, case that helps he to trick them basically at the end you know it's
1: all it's it's who it's who tells you uh, and, and that's the whole thing with the, the whole debate of uh, which one's a terrorist organization and which one's not yeah. it's like you're gonna f- your team is right and some people are picked up by the team who does bad things. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Let's if we're going back to that argument, let's at least point out the fact that with the rebels, they're generally trying to help their own. In the yeah. Imperials, you get force choked by Darth Vader if you make a boo boo, and that seems pretty fucking evil to me.
1: So the Jedi, uh, when they saw people doing wrong, didn't act violently.
0: Not towards their own, they would try to correct their behavior, but they wouldn't kill them like Vader would on his ship. You know what I'm saying? Like it's
1: yeah, much but it, more it, of a yeah. I mean, it's so so Vader's was more effective. Like, granted, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. No, that's not. <laughs> I'm saying it like, yeah, a lack he of. He clearly knew how to fucking run a team, but uh,
0: I know what you're saying. Though, okay, well, that yeah.
1: that did not go at all. Like, <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> I, I it's way it's way more interesting okay. this way. I like Riker. I like Riker as that's a, a good as, pick. As a I, I thought
0: you might say Riker. Um, yeah. Would you rather have a real life functioning lightsaber or a phaser if we're if we're doing Star Trek and Star Wars?
1: Oh, no, 100% a phaser. A lightsaber you can only destroy uh, destroy things with. A phaser does so many cool things.
0: Well, you could stun people or yeah. kill them. That's it. Yeah. It Wait, work. oh, no, I'm thinking
1: a tricorder.
0: Yeah, yeah no, no. no. The, I the definitely gun, want a tricorder. The gun. So, like, I mean, the argument I was thinking was the main one everyone should think about is unless you're amazing with swords, you're going to cut your damn hand off oh, with 100%. a lightsaber yeah, or yeah. kill a, something. Yeah. Um, they are cool. Don't get me wrong, and it's it's very compact. But then you get range with a, fa- a phaser too. You have the ability to just stun. Yeah, someone. I don't.
1: I've never been in a situation where I've needed a weapon of any kind. So it's like <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Yeah, that time. In really- that, in that, uh, so I mean, if we bring that question down to real life, would I rather a gun in my house or a sword in my house? I'd much rather have a sword in my house.
0: But not a laser sword that could cut the you know wall open by accident.
1: Well, only if you fuck around with it. But I mean, a real sword can fuck up some shit if you fuck That's around true, with it. That's true.
0: Yeah. You got to be careful with a real sword, too. I just mm-hmm. feel like even the worst, like, cut from a sword, I mean, unless someone was intentionally trying to cut you. Yeah. But if you accidentally cut yourself with a sword, you don't get dismembered. <laughs> you right. get, like, a laceration that you could probably deal with. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And it'll be instantly cauterized too, so there's no putting that leg back on. Yeah, you're just done. So
1: in terms of in terms Baptist of what tank. I could use in my own personal life, uh, it would be on display. So I'd go with a lightsaber. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And I also wondered: Do, do you, um, phasers need to like charge on like a battery pack? hundred percent.
1: hundred percent. There's fucking USB plugs at home. <laughs> <laughs> fucking jet. Fucking Luke's like, oh, I I can't fight today. I forgot to hang up my lightsaber. I always
0: thought the lightsaber is like... I it's guess it's technically crystal. they're using the Force. Yeah, right. You can get away with that, if yeah. you believe all that, to begin with. Um, okay, another one I thought would be funny. Who do you think would win in a battle between Doctor Strange and all the students from Hogwarts? But none of the faculty. <laughs> but they've got the numbers. So let's say, how many kids are at Hogwarts? Like 200? A lot. There's a, let's just say 200. That seems like a enough to the- play a, a mean game of Quidditch with some of them in the audience. So, but Doctor Strange is like I feel like the master of the mystic arts could probably take a bunch of twerps that are still learning. Well, here's
1: again, what like, it's it. The answer is Doctor Strange, but only because Doctor Strange is going to manipulate time and space.
0: You don't think they have the capability? No, they the, don't. They're just not good enough. I mean, Hermione
1: yet. got a time turner, but she had to borrow it from somebody, and she still fucked some shit up. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. Like, like she barely knew how that thing worked, and barely got it to work. Whereas Doctor Strange is just like, uh, I'm just going to like go to the future and wait while I catch my breath, and then once I'm wait, once wait. I'm top fighting again, I'm coming back to now. This and, implies and he has the time you, stone. Well, he's still Doctor Strange, right?
0: Yeah, well, I guess. If we're Even talking if comic it, books, he can probably do it. But in the movies, he could only do that, I assume. Well,
1: yeah, the but then for. he can like he can still leave. Like, as soon as he's becoming overwhelmed, he can just be like, I'm just going to go a couple miles down, catch my breath, and then come back, take out a couple other ones, and then go back. Just yeah. based on his power thing. Like, if he had to stand there and do magic... Yeah than the Harry Potter kids. You know, But that's Achilles... not how Doctor Strange is fights. He doesn't do that. He like fucking he warps he to other places and multiple he does yeah. all sorts of other
0: shit. So yeah, Doctor Strange would win. There's something we we didn't even recognize a total like Achilles heel for the Hogwarts kids is a the way in which their magic functions is like they have to say a stupid thing every time. Oh, yeah. He can just like oh,
1: and specifically and, turn their wand yeah, in like he specific can incinerate shapes.
0: all their wands in like a snap probably yeah, and then they don't too. even have wands and then they're useless little kids. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't a fair fight to begin with. <laughs> no, it's
1: Doctor Strange, but it would, take, it would take a while. You know,
0: some Harry Potter fan would be able to argue it, though. I guarantee you. I'm not a big enough Harry Potter fan to make the argument, but somebody who's in that fandom could probably.
1: I love Harry Potter. I, I know more about Harry Potter than I do Star Wars or Star Trek. Really? Yeah. I'm definitely Just not Just because I got same. the kids. Also, it was, uh, it was how uh, my, uh, my ex-wife and I uh, entertained ourselves. We would uh, book our summer uh, vacation around the release of the Harry Potter audiobooks and we would choose somewhere like depending on how long the book was supposed to be that's how we would choose our destination that's hilarious so we're like we're going to be in the car and this book is 23 hours so we want to go somewhere where driving there and back is going to take about 23 hours
0: and you have two kids
1: yeah at the we, time we didn't have no but didn't, no when the harry them. potter books came out we didn't have any kids
0: it would suck to be in the family though let's say where they have like five kids and everybody loves harry potter and they do exactly that and you're the one kid who's just like fucking hate. i don't give a shit about harry these potter. stupid wizards um, okay, well, you know what? I, that's pretty much it. I had one more. I guess we can do it. Um, this is a super nerd, too, if you remember the Age of Apocalypse books. Do you? It was like a, an offshoot of the X-Men where um, Xavier's son, Legion, there, he had gone back in time to try to kill Magneto, but he ended oh. up accidentally killing Xavier, and then it changed the timeline. And it was Is this Ma- the
1: one where Cable is the lead of the fucking X-Men?
0: No, no, Magneto started the X-Men in this. But oh, one okay, of the no, big no, no. takeaways, it was a silly 90s kind of thing, but yeah. it was good in its own right. Um, And I still don't know how this happened, but in that storyline, Wolverine cut out one of Cyclops' eyes, and Cyclops blew off one of Wolverine's hands permanently. Why he didn't heal, I still don't understand. Um, But So what I was going to say, you're not becoming these characters, but let's just take the base of that. Would you rather have... One eye that can shoot beams like Cyclops, or one hand with retractable claws. Okay, if anybody is
1: <laughs> if anybody's watching or listening to this and knows me, they know that it's Wolverine all the way. Cyclops is the worst superhero of all time. <laughs> yeah, Fuck but, no, Cyclops. but you're not them. That's what I said. You're not becoming the character. This is just no. But even there, like that. you rather have that one claw yes. hand, yeah, 100%. or be able
0: to lift your eye patch and just no? Because here's the light thing. My joint.
1: That fucking super. Uh, it it makes me so upset. That superpower makes me so upset because. Cyclops? Yeah, because it's an overpowered superpower, and so th- you can't have that. And so you've got a guy. Here, okay, here's- How is he overpowered? That's his only no. thing. Well, here's the thing. Punch him, he still goes down. Here's the issue. Cyclops, when he looks at it, he, he shoots lasers at what he's looking at. Yeah. Right? Sometimes he misses.
0: Yeah. Collateral damage. What the damage. fuck? Yeah. How do
1: you miss? That's right. How are you missing? You're looking at it. Yeah. How, are, yeah. how do you miss? <laughs> you just look. People like, sometimes it goes fast. Oh, are you telling me that if, you, if a car drove by at 100 miles per hour, you couldn't track it with your eyes?
0: <laughs> yeah, fair. Cyclops is a wiener, too. Oh, God. Uh, and, and I, I was going to imply, too, that you would get to have his abilities without the limitations. Because real nerds will know. Yeah. He was born with the ability to control it, but yeah. is when he fell from the plane and hit his head when his dad yeah. pushed him and his brother out. It fucked up his brain, and then he couldn't control the, the beams anymore. Yeah. got him under. Um, but yeah, I like what you're saying, but all you have to do is look.
1: I can't believe he misses sometimes. Like, I don't understand that. Like, he should never miss.
0: This is the only opportunity I'm ever going to have to do this joke. I've, I've always wanted to do it on stage, but it's so, like, hard to segue into this. What is Cyclops' favorite type of pants?
1: I don't know. Jeans! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pretty good. If you're a nerd, it's good. Anyways, um, all right, man. The last question we always ask everybody this season is, "If oh, you could, yeah, I know. We already like have been talking so much about no, comics, it seems I, like overkill." I
1: was dreading this question because I, you don't, I know? have a cheat. No, me, it's a cheating. Okay, question. so what superpower would
0: you want in case this is someone's first episode? Uh, endowed upon you right now.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, uh, as a writing exercise, I like to say it's as a writing exercise, but actually, it's because I half believe it. But uh, as a writing exercise. I have a uh, a notebook at home. It's I call it uh, my blue book. And in it is just uh, things that I would wish for if I ever found a genie. okay. Uh, and so it was like, oh, I would like to have a, an unlimited source of money that doesn't adversely affect the world. I would like uh, to be the, uh, the the best musician uh, uh, among very uh, a lot of musicians. Like, don't kill all the musicians, and then by default, I'm the best musician. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all of those things where it's like it's a it's a writing exercise, and where it's like, okay, where are all the loopholes that a genie might fuck with you?
0: Yeah, or or the devil deal with the devil. Kind of <laughs> exactly. Thing. Yeah.
1: And it's in that one book because if I ever find a genie, my first wish is I wish everything in my blue book were true. And then oh. I've only used one wish. It's like a loophole. And then I have two more wishes. Oh, but I have man. already got all this other cool shit. So uh, when right. when I'm like, if he ever asks me that superhero question, I'm going to have to tell him about the wishes. But uh, that's... Well.
0: But but that doesn't that's what you're saying for the question though or, or do you yeah
1: have... I would like all of the things in my blue book to be true. That's not
0: a superpower.
1: Uh yeah it is. A lot of the stuff in there is superpowers like teleportation and uh, and all that other stuff. I don't stuff. know if I count that. Well no pick you one. shouldn't if you had count to pick that. One. Uh, one individual But if uh, uh, an actual superpower. Um, and not
0: flying because we've never allowed that.
1: Um honestly uh I would like uh to be able to uh to control my body uh, basically like uh, like reform myself
0: oh like yeah. a like a shapeshifter kind yeah, of thing. yeah yeah i picked that before that's pretty much mine yeah i like shape you mean like clayface or like sandman kind of shit no no i
1: would like the base i would like this to be the base but most of the time i could be ryan reynolds you okay know? yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> like when i needed it to work not, not a bad ryan pick reynolds. not a bad pick <clears throat> But, uh, but even then, it would just – but then would I feel dishonest uh, when yeah, I was I feel like
0: shifted? It would be a slippery slope to, like, manipulating everybody and, yeah. like, just being a weird – However, not, losing how, your own how much
1: manipulation is it if it's like, oh, you only like me because I'm pretty? But um,
0: as a comedian, I, I understand. That's why I always picked it. Yeah. I thought it would be so funny. You could just mess with people. so
1: I do like time manipulation, too. I think that would, that would be dope. That's – Time manipulation, but with the, the, the past, stipulation can, that when time freezes, so does aging.
0: Okay, but what about when That's you go into the past and you fuck up something? No, I just
1: mean – no, I mean like I don't mean time travel. I mean time manipulation, mm. being able to pause. Okay, cool. Where it's like I'm feeling a little tired and I need to take a nap, but my schedule is full. So I could pause the world for six hours. Yeah, yeah, Take recharge a, a six-hour nap, except with the stipulation, and it's in my blue book. It's like I'd like to be able to stop time with the stipulation that I <clears> – <throat> that, that my aging also stops. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh – after 30 years, you're 60 years yeah, old because, because of all the pausing that. you kept doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's in the book, too, with those stipulations. That's a good pick. I like that one, too.
0: Thank you again for coming, man. We normally used to do High Five. Now, since Spenny was here, we're doing like the jail thing. Yeah, whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We'll play the arcade. Have oh, right. fun. See you, everybody.